0: Welcome to Bad Puns and Machine Guns, the podcast where we watch and discuss every Arnold Schwarzenegger movie one at a time, and maybe the occasional surprise as well. I'm Mike Olson. And I'm Kevin Keene, and today we're discussing The Sixth Day, released by Columbia Pictures on November 17th, 2000, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Tony Goldwyn, Michael Rappaport, Michael Rooker, Sarah Winter, Wendy Crewson, Terry Crews, and Robert Duvall, written by Cormac Wiberly and Marianne Wiberly, directed by Roger Spottiswood. <sighs> I have a feeling this is going to be an interesting episode. Yeah. So, is this just a updated version of Logan's Run? <laughs> I've never seen Ro- Logan's Run. Okay. Uh, I'm ashamed to say. I don't know if you're ashamed. I don't think Logan's Run is a great movie, but I've seen it. But and it's been a while since I've seen it. But I was watching this particularly. I I don't know. It's I don't know why futuristic movies have to have laser guns. It's such <laughs> yeah, a I mistake. Know. It's a big mistake. There are a lot of big mistakes in this movie. Yes. Um. But. I kind of enjoyed it. Are you serious? Yeah. I don't think it's, I can see why people would think it's, it's bad and it would be like one of his worst movies. In part, I just like the fact that it's an Arnold movie. It's not particularly a good one, <laughs> It is, but not. it's kind of embracing, you know, it's, it's, it's a very subpar total recall. You know, it's sci-fi. It's got a high concept thing. He's running around trying to prove something and clear his name. He's being pursued by, you know, by bad guys. And it's not good. But on a certain level, I enjoyed it. I, it. It's it's fun. Here's what I can say is I didn't hate it as much as I remembered. It is not worse than End of Days. Of the pre-governor decline, I, End of Days is a worse movie than that. Okay, it's not and, worse. Yes, I agree. Uh, and I didn't remember it that way. So that that, I guess, was an upshot for me is that I remembered this being worse than... It actually is. Well, I think that's an interesting comparison, not just because they both have the word days in the title, which is why I would always get them confused. But, uh, you know, they were made around the same time. And End of Days was the previous year. Right. Uh, 99 For the millennium, yeah. But End of Days is a bad movie that's taking itself very seriously. That's true. And this is a bad movie that's not taking itself too seriously. And given the choice, this is the better option. Yeah, and I think that's probably the reason that I feel that way, is that... If it was trying to be real, serious, sci-fi action, which I think in some ways Total Recall is. There, there's a very Paul Verhoeven about Total Recall and, and some of the violence. But in some ways, I think I think it's taking itself somewhat seriously. I don't get that impression on The Sixth Day at all. No, not at all. And I think I'd prefer that. If they're not actually going to explore it, then don't even pretend. There's a point near the end where, uh, there's here it is again. I did it again. Uh, where one of Arnold's characters, one of his two clone characters, goes, eh, enough philosophizing or something like that. It's basically the movie saying, like, we don't care about, the, the, <laughs> you know, ideas of identity and all this and stuff. cloning. And, yeah, and, and, and he says, like, one sentence, like, do I have a soul? Eh. <laughs> the movie is making it very clear. Don't think about these things. Extremely it's n- cavalier. It's not that kind of movie. No. <clears throat> now, I wonder, though, if the writers intended it to be that kind of movie and then... What it turned into. Yeah, wasn't. the studio just turned, wanted to turn it into an Arnold movie and this is the result because there are some interesting concepts in here that are just entirely wasted purely based on the fact that they just didn't care to explore them. So we'll have to get into that because I'm, I'm not sure if I have any of those in my notes. Well, you don't have them because they don't exist in the movie. I'm just saying a movie about, let me put it this way. It's the movie makes it abundantly clear who is the clone and who is not in this movie. Even though I think the movie thinks it's a mystery. It's not, it's obvious from the beginning. I think a movie that is more ambiguous, like, you know, the ending of total recall, there's the ambigu- ambiguity, ambiguity there. That is, it makes that concept interesting. If at the end of this movie, we still didn't know which was the clone, and which wasn't. And does that matter? And you know, who gets to live the life, you know, that's, there are some interesting things that this movie could have done and totally does not. That's all I'm saying is that, you know, there's, there's the potential in this concept for a very high concept, interesting intellectual, you know, ex- exploration yeah. of this topic of cloning that, this movie totally just swept under the rug and says, don't think about it. No, and the, they at least with the opening credits, they try and make it seem like it's going to be that, that it's going to be kind of heavy and, I guess, debate the philosophy about cloning. And it, can, it almost immediately gets thrown out the window, and it does turn into a little bit Logan's run and a bunch of laser beams. Yeah. I, I can't get past, I'm sorry. I'm not going to get past the laser guns. I hate it. I, I don't disagree with you. It's it's such a mistake. It, this is, it shouldn't be that kind of a future where there's laser beams. No. I, I mean, especially some of... The, they take some liberties and really project it, especially since the opening, it says, in the not-too-distant future. Right, it's not as far as you think, whatever it says. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and some of the stuff, I, you know, I have in notes, I'm sure you do too when we get there, some of the stuff is pretty close and we've kind of got it, and then other stuff, man, they missed the mark. And again, I just... It's flying cars... And laser guns just don't put them in futuristic movies. It's not going to happen. There's no reason to make those things. There's a way to do flying cars well, and there's, a, there's there's probably a way to do laser guns well. But it's it's the crazy like exhaust shooting out of the sides of the guns. It's so stupid. Outside of the... I can think of Demolition Man is maybe the and that didn't have a ton of it. It just had. The one? Do the cars fly in *The Man*? No, not the flying cars. The oh, the are, laser beams. Absolutely, the right. laser guns. Oh, right, because there are back no guns. Flag has now been reactivated. <laughs> yes, agreed. And *Blade Runner* handles flying cars well. They're you know, in, to a certain extent, *Back to the Future*, future does, does, I guess, uh, in, a, in a goofy way. In general, those are mistakes in futuristic movies. But no, it so, doesn't seem like the kind of world that would have laser guns. I agree completely with no, because I don't. I, again, I, I believe the not too distant future. If you're taking the concept of cloning, which was a huge, you know, deal with Dolly the Sheep, <laughs> right. Around, you know, not too long before this movie was made, then you should say the not too distant future is I don't know, what, ten years? Fifteen years, probably nothing more than that. Well, it's sooner than we think is all I know. It's the only thing this movie is so bad about being specific about these things. That's that it could be fifty years. Maybe they think that we think this is a hundred years in the future. and It's not as far as that, you know. Not as far as you think could literally mean anything. That's I don't. True. How do you know what I think? Movie, don't tell me what I think. <laughs> Everything is so vague. I bought this ticket. <laughs> right. I get to decide what I think movie. Um, everything is so vague. It's not clear what city this is set in. It's not clear how far in the future it's set in. It's like a lot of the details about like how all this works, the cloning. I mean, it explains a lot, but still not enough. No. Everything is vague enough. There's nothing to grab onto. But, but what's beautiful is that a movie that's trying to project in a not-too-distant future has made one of the worst choices for the opening sequence. Oh, yes. It's so perfect. Literally I, not as far as you think. Within <laughs> the next year of this of the, of the movie being released, that is the time frame in which this, or I think it's even like six months yes. after the movie was released, XFL folded. It was beautiful. And so <laughs> I, I had totally forgotten about that, by the way, because the, the only time I have, uh, I don't know if it's dystopia football. In my, so the last Boy Scout, I know that's, your least favorite Shane Black script. I, I actually enjoyed The Last Boy Scout. That forever in my mind is like the you know opening football and kind of dark future in <laughs> yeah, football. This is not that. This is not that, but it's so perfect that they're projecting into the future and literally the XFL did not last. Yeah, they bet on the wrong horse. <laughs> Absolutely. So why don't we, are just, we jumping in? Uh, let's jump. I mean, unless you have anything else, I'd love to jump in because well, I just I couldn't get past the I had to get the my jab in about the XFL. If we're jumping into the XFL, this is my here. are How many things I have wrong about this scene? Okay. And this is, I think this is the first time I've hit double digits with this XFL sequence of are just like here's how many ways this is stupid. <laughs> I have twelve. Uh, is it you mean that a three hundred million dollar contract? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know that's a lot of money. I, it absolutely is, but even in today's NFL, I think, you know, a hundred and some million, which never act, actually gets paid because those guys get cut long before they actually. Yeah, but this is the XFL where <laughs> all contracts are guaranteed, apparently. By uh, Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is this so far in the future that he's still around? Yeah, boy. All right. Well, if we're starting with the XFL, I'm just going to list my 12 things that are stupid about the XFL. Number one being the XFL. I, I really wanted He Hate Me to be in, in a scene. <laughs> Do you think Johnny Phoenix is his real name, or is that his XFL name? <laughs> that's for you, That's actually... I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> I, I didn't think about it either until you just said that. I forgot about it. He Hate Me, but yeah. Oh, and you were, were allowed to pick your own name, so... <laughs> Johnny Phoenix. I'm Johnny Phoenix. You're just destined to get killed at that point. Such an I, on-the-nose yeah, name. Yeah, that would, that was another thing I have in here. I just rolled my eyes. I forgot about that too. I'm like, wow, movie, you really beat me over the head with this. Yeah, and his name is Adam. You know, it's just like this. Oh, it was, it was ridiculous. Yeah, okay. So I'm just going to read up my notes. This is laughable in so many ways. I have 12. Number one, the XFL. That's That's that, number one. It should be. Number two, three giant floating hologram heads over the field. I missed that. Do what, what, you don't remember that Johnny Phoenix saying, please uh, be safe driving home? Oh, okay. Yes, now I remember it. What kind of a... That's such a crazy thing. Number three, Johnny Phoenix, such an on-the-nose name. We already talked about that. Number four, I'm Johnny Phoenix from the XFL. No team name. <laughs> they never give the team a team name. Or no, they're the Roadrunners, but we don't yes. know what city they are. I don't think you get the city in the <clears throat> helicopter. No. I, dude, Michael Rappaport's a huge Roadrunners fan. Right. Well, I have something to talk about there. We'll save it. But yeah, this movie that's how committed this movie is to not telling us where the movie is set, that they just are not going to give us a team name. Number five, Johnny Phoenix asks fans to drive home safely before the game is over. (laughs) They're on a game-winning drive. (laughs) Drive home safely. Hey, wait till the game is over. Number six, field goal is on the goal line like it's 1920. (laughs) Was that true in the XFL? I don't think so. Well, since it only lasted a year, I didn't really take the time to learn the rules. Yeah, I don't remember the rules. I don't, I don't think the field goal was on the goal line. I don't, but I do remember one rule that I think that during the kickoff, the kicking team got a running start. I do think that, meaning oh, the players behind them, behind the kicker could get a, like a running start. So right, there, there were some different rules, but I don't know. Oh, there were definitely some different rules, but yeah. I don't think... The, the, you, you couldn't run into the field goal posts like, like red grains. You I know? was just going to say or like Gale Sayers. Um, number seven, sideline reporters doing the play-by-play. Apparently, they're too cheap to put people in the booth. They're standing on the sideline going, it's third and 12 or whatever. They're spending $300 million on Johnny Phoenix. They don't have money for I guess so, yeah. guys up in the booth. <laughs> All right. Number eight. The Roadrunners is not a very XFL-like team name, which were all like the hitmen. Yes. They should have been like the disembowlers or something. Number nine. CBC sports signs accidentally showing up in crowd shots. This is obviously filmed in Canada. I missed that. But the movie is obviously set in the U.S., right? Because they're talking about the Speaker of the House and yeah, U- United States laws or whatever. Yeah. I think it was filmed in Vancouver. Okay. Number 10. The opponent's helmets, which are amazing you see like the centaur helmets? I love the helmets. I missed a lot in this scene. The, the, apparently, I, I loved how dumb this was that I just I had to deconstruct it. It's a centaur, like an outline of a centaur with a football helmet throwing a pass. Are you serious? On their helmet, it looks it looks like the old Patriots hiking a football, right? But instead, it's a centaur. <laughs> that's awesome. It's an ama- I want a, a I want like a t shirt with that logo on it. Number eleven. The over editing. It's insane. I mean, that's kind of this whole movie. Yes. But like twelve edits like during the huddle. Like it's exciting. Look, it's. To huddle <laughs> and then number 12, and I'm sure you have something to say about this is the heads up display in Johnny Phoenix's. Oh my, I was so annoyed by it! <laughs> I save it for last because I know blitz, you're gonna... blitz blitz. <laughs> <laughs> Talk <laughs> about distracting. I'm trying to find my receiver here. It's literally in the center of his vision the quarterback, <laughs> the player that needs to, un- to see the field, right? Most important. It doesn't even tell them what direction it's coming from. Just blitz. That could be anything. He could be getting blindsided. doesn't matter. There's just a blitz. If I lived in this future and I, if I was like the coach of the opponent's team, kind of like deflate gate-esque, I would try to hack the other QBs' like, visor and just distract him with the... Just or put, just send in different plays that the rest of the team isn't <laughs> right. getting. That's true. Oh, yeah. They, they call him an audible from the sideline. So I guess yes. everyone else gets that Apparently message. I would so. hope so. Anyway, yeah, this opening scene is so stupid. It really, really... I mean, like, from from the choice, obviously, of the the XFL being an unmitigated disaster in terms of you're trying to set something in the future and the league doesn't last beyond the film or release date, basically. I mean, I can see the, the temptation to do that if you're making this movie. To distinguish it, to show, like... Look how different the world is now. That the yeah. XFL is the dominant football league, but man, they had to know that the odds of that actually happening, like their prediction being correct is so low. Extremely low. I mean, it's and it's not even like you didn't have an example of that, right? With a better funded in the USFL than the XFL was that had folded two decades prior. Or at best, if it had been successful, after five to ten years, it would have merged with the NFL and been subsumed back into the NFL. Right. There's no future where the XFL exists and the NFL does not. Oh. I I wonder, actually, if it was a paid thing. I I would guess it it probably was, but it's hard to know for 100%. They're using the XFL logo, but they're not using real teams. Possibly because when they filmed this, they didn't know what the teams would be called. (laughs) That's how new the XFL (laughs) was. There might have been that, too. Anyway, we should move on from the XFL. Yeah, so... um just for me, that kind of sets the entire tone for this movie in a lot of ways. Yeah, no, it does. I think part of what I like it, why I like it, is because it's so crazy. If you're going to do a futuristic movie, sure, make it a future where the XFL is still around and is the like Dominantly biggest sport in the world paying quarterbacks 300 million dollars. Yeah I mean I don't think they intended it to be funny, but that's funny, you know like that's the kind of thing where I think this movie is accidentally. It's goofier than it intends to be in a way that I enjoy. I can understand that. So, I, you know, we, we glossed over it a little bit, but so, you know, Johnny Phoenix gets sacked on the play. His spine is broken. Right. And, uh, but Michael Rooker's there. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll be fine. Yeah. He just like kicks the team trainer out of the ambulance. Yes, the EMTs. He doesn't work for the team, right? He's like an assistant to the owner. Presumably. Yes. Well, and to the owner of the team. Yeah. Yeah. So the trainer is just, he has no right to be in the, the, well, if you've seen, if you've seen anything, if you've seen concussion or anything about those team doctors in the, in the football leagues, they pretty much do whatever they're told. I guess so. Yeah. It it is the XFL. So maybe that's why even more so, (laughs) uh, yeah. So this guy is body count number one, two things about this. I want to talk about, can we, I want to know how are you handling the body count in this by the way? Well, you're going to have to give some input. I, I counted it in two different ways. So I've got two running counts going in parallel, and I think you should just decide, because I couldn't decide if, uh, I mean, we're going to have more of a discussion about whether clones are people than the movie has, because we have to decide for, for for our body count. I was counting, I had two counts, one being every time a clone dies, it's a body count even if they come back, and the other one saying if they come back, it doesn't count. So which of these body counts, one is going to be higher than the other, obviously. This is this is going to be such a terrible answer, but since we've already gone on the over of the thousand that we set, in reality, I think that they probably, the clones should not count, and people should, I think people. Uh, I don't want to get into this philosophical debate. <laughs> right, we have to answer the question, of, <laughs> if you're killed and cloned and brought back, is that clone a separate person? Because if they're a separate person, then, it's a, then there's a death. <laughs> We must settle this. The movie refused to, so we must. Or should we just give both in parallel and then let no, the audience know, what, decide? No, because then we're just doing the same thing the movie did. <laughs> well, yes. We need to have but it would be a, accurate to the movie. We need to have more of a backbone. My vote is, is that we only count it when it's a final death, when they are not cloned again. Okay. That's See, my I, vote. I tend to go the other way. But, really? I think, but I'm think, more on the fence, it sounds like, than you. So we'll, we'll do that. All right. Okay, so, so this is zero body count since we know he comes back. The other thing is it's tough near the end because, like, f- for instance, there are characters that die like two thirds of the way through the movie, and we know that they they intend to bring them back, but then do they get brought back before the place goes up Dr. in flames? Weir? Yeah, exactly, Doctor yeah, Weir. You know, no idea. So that's going to be a tough thing. Like we don't know if he comes back or not. So. Presumably he does. Really? See, I took it as I don't think Dr. Weird Okay, sh- we should cross that bridge when we get to it. But right. this, I, th- I think the way you're suggesting actually makes it more difficult because of situations like that. All right, well, let's, you know what? Fine, you've convinced me. <laughs> I wasn't really trying to con- I'm just trying to uh, show the merits of both ways. I was recently elected to a public office, and I can show that I can be a great flip-flopper. Look <laughs> okay. at me. The com- win- the it's wind's called blow- compromise. Yes, the wind's blowing the other way, so <laughs> we're going to count every time. So Johnny Phoenix... Ring the bell. It wasn't my intention to convince you. I was just saying, I was just pointing out one of the the detriments of counting it that way. It's probably fairer to you, too, if it's easier. So This is one, then, even though Johnny Phoenix comes back. This version of Johnny Phoenix is killed. Yes. Let's look under his left eye and see which Johnny (laughs) Phoenix it was. Also, he's got a cracked vertebrae what is Michael Rooker doing to kill him? He, he punches a bunch of buttons, and then it goes, cardiac arrest. <laughs> cardiac arrest? He's a young man. He's got a fractured vertebrae. He's not going to die. He's either paralyzed or not paralyzed. <laughs> right? What does he do in You're that ambulance? Right. I, like, I like the idea in the future that there's something that they... The, en- the ambulance slash euthanasia mobile? Yes. It's like the Kervorkian EMT or something. You just punch a bunch of buttons and you can cause cardiac arrest. That's the real uh, horrifying feature that this movie doesn't want to talk about. That, uh, oh, thank you. I, I actually did not have a note about the cardiac arrest, but you're right. <laughs> he has a cardiac arrest. <coughs> what causes that? His spine is not connected to his heart. It's not. <laughs> anyway. So then we cut to Arnold looking in the mirror, and all I could think of is, you look great today, yeah. speaking of uh, Demolition Man. This movie does have a very Demolition Man vibe in some ways. Yes. It doesn't go fully comedy the way that movie does. No. It comes and, close. And, and it only has certain aspects. Like, for some reason, most of the cars... Every once in a while, there'll be some hubcaps that kind of look futuristic. Yeah, you're right. I didn't think about it. It but, has demolition man hubcaps. Yes. What is but that only, about? But only some cars. Not all of them do. It's extremely confusing. Yeah, you're right. I think maybe Blade Runner cars have hubcaps like that too. I th- I'm not yeah, sure. Maybe you're right. Maybe that's a Blade Runner influence that just everyone took it and ran. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> no pun intended. Um. What? Oh, well, sure, Yeah, got it, yes. <laughs> I didn't even, I, it took me so long to pick up whatever my own dumb joke was. Did, do you like, though, the, the happy birthday greeting from your mirror? Would you like that in the in no. future? I like how offhand it is. It's like, here's your itinerary. Oh, and by the way, happy birthday. Hey, if I'm going to program you to do this, put it up front. <laughs> it, it's sort of like actually your office coworkers, right? They say, uh, here's, oh, and uh, I see <laughs> here it's your birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. Yeah. I I don't think I want... I don't want a mirror that has a TV in it in general, let alone a thing that tells me happy birthday. I agree. Can you explain this conversation that he has with his wife where she goes like, oh, you shaved your mustache. I never had a mustache. And she goes like, oh, that's right, or something like that. What is that about? I don't know. Right? Isn't that what happens? There's something like that. I didn't write down exactly. The thing is, is this entire sequence with his wife, I actually... My note here... His wife is about to make this lose a PG-13 rating. <laughs> well, yeah, the daughter comes in and saves the day for, yeah, for I, the MPA. For for a moment there, I'm like, whoa, what is going on oh, here? Oh, I see what you're saying. But, but before that, the reason I, I say that in that note is that I wasn't sure if this was kind of, kind of some kind of like role play, like weird game that this couple has. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. It is kind of a Total Recall, have a Total Recall vibe with yeah. Sharon Stone. Which is a very similar scene with a very similar, uh, well, that's rated R movies. They could do whatever they want. They want, yeah. But even still. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm, sh- I'm sure if I had seen this movie at the age I'd seen Total Recall, I would have watched this scene as much as I watched that Sharon Stone <laughs> That's scene. It's hilarious. Yeah. I just, I mean, this is another, I, again, I only saw this movie once. I didn't like it. I did not remember the XFL, and I don't know how I didn't remember. <laughs> yeah. But then there's things like this. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. What is she about to, uh, oh, okay. The daughter, birth-. I mean, I didn't remember any of this stuff. Yeah. And I got a little concerned there for a moment. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, the daughter. Comes in, it's just to establish what a happy family they are, and et cetera, yes. et cetera. So is this, a, is this a happier family than Gordy Brewer in, uh, oh, man. Collateral damage. <laughs> Thank you. Collateral damage. <laughs> um, I'd say yes, because at least we see, this family has a dog. That's plus one for this family versus collateral it damage. It does, but it is a dog that's on death's door and watching a commercial of... <laughs> for for its own death. For its own death <laughs> yeah. and replacement. Yeah, that is fine. I had a question for you. Do you think that really the dog was really looking that sad because it was watching that commercial and saying, oh, I'm going to be brought back? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I think it's just a dog that's literally hours from death is what's actually happening. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think like what what are we judging Happy Family on? Because the Gordy Brewer built a spaceship out of Legos with his son. <laughs> yes, Adam here plays a game where he, he hang, she hangs off the back. Where is she? Yes, which is cute. I, I, I think I'd say Adam is he slightly comes out ahead as for on the Happy Family scale. I think as campy as as this stuff is in some ways, I think it's more believable. I I don't buy Gordy oh, Brewer definitely. at all. Yes. I agree completely. This feels like a real family in a way that that did not. Yeah, I think we'll also we see more of this family, which helps. Yeah, I mean, Go, literally, Gordy Brewer's family was dead before the credits were over. So, you know, that's not even an exaggeration. That is factually true. <laughs> so at least here they're through the whole movie. So yeah, so we got Oliver the dog and the Repet, and then oh my, you want to talk about Total Recall? I'd forgotten about the, the sim-pal. simpal. The Simpal is maybe the frightening, oh, the most frightening thing in this movie. It absolutely is horrifying. You don't you really get a sense of that just here, because I think she just shows him a picture, like, I want a Simpal. Yes. But when it's in motion is when it's really, like, that is terrifying. It, I like, mean, it's scarier than Chucky the doll. Yeah, it is. It, it really does look like it's been possessed by, you know, the spirit of a serial killer like Chucky is. Obviously, they just thought it'll be a fun, like, special effect. I'm sure the, the special effects team sold them on it. Like, oh, we'll build you a robotic uh, doll. You know, it'll look real. It doesn't even look close. He even says, like, it looks like a real whatever. He says, look how real it looks. No, it does not. It's it does not at all. It's outrageously frightening. It seems to only be there for a prop for comic relief, too, which isn't really funny. No, it's way too scary to be funny. Right. <laughs> and, the, and the funny thing is you do the flip side. Johnny Cab, which is menacing. Johnny Cab is legitimately funny. Oh, agreed. Yeah, I don't know what the point of it is. It doesn't, you're right, it's just there for comedy. And it's not funny because it's so creepy. If it had just looked like a doll, like a Raggedy Ann doll or something, and it just had a little mouth that flapped and said the exact same things it was saying, it probably would have been kind of funny. But it's like contorting face and just like <laughs> so looking around. Oh my goodness. I did have one thing here, though, because um, we're jumping a little bit ahead, because you're right, it is just the commercial. Uh, for the SimPal. and, and that, I don't even that. think we see a commercial. I think it's just like a paper ad, right? Like a newspaper ad. Yeah, maybe it is. You're right. the The future is here in terms of the, your refrigerator telling you that you need more milk. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing that exists now. For it sure. does, and I mean it's it's ve- it's pretty recent. But they did get that one right. But we don't have nacho bananas yet. Where's my nacho bananas? <laughs> I, I demand do, nacho do bananas. You really want nacho? Oh, bananas? I would absolutely eat a nacho banana. Are you serious? I, I don't like the taste of banana. I would eat a nacho banana. A banana that tastes Wait. that had a nacho flavor. Wait a minute! I give up potassium. Funny. Why? No, it would just tastes like nacho cheese. You don't. You don't oh. think that would be good? I mean, it's in the movie. They're laughing way too much in this episode. They think it's a good idea. The movie. I, I, can I just tell you this? I mean, I don't dislike bananas. I, I you know, I'll, I'll eat them. A nacho banana sounds disgusting to me. Well, I, I think bananas are disgusting. So I think anything basically would be an improvement to a banana. All right. I would, I would try it for sure. Don't tell me you wouldn't try it if they had genetically engineered a nacho <laughs> banana. Of course I would try yeah, it. Yeah, would try it. Uh, so from there, we get Adam heading to work, and Michael Rappaport um, comes and picks him up. And it's a good thing OnStar is a very, very valuable <laughs> yeah. service. Remember OnStar? Remember when it was... I've, I think it's still in cars. Oh, it's still around. Yeah. I know I, firsthand. I was going to say, you should know, right? I, I can't say things about it that I want to say. Let me put it this way. There's a reason that, that GM does not advertise for OnStar on television anymore. I did not, not. the sort of thing that they want to be proud to talk about. Okay. I did not know that. <laughs> I can tell you after the show if you want. I do actually kind of want to know. <laughs> but, yeah. No, I mean, but... This is the time when, like, they were just advertising blitz for, like, OnStar, oh, push a button, and you get oh, yeah. roadside assistance. And- 2000, this was right in the wheelhouse. Yeah. So this it, is definitely a paid, you know, OnStar paid money to be in this movie. Without a doubt. So here's the question I want to ask you on this. So uh, in some ways, the self-driving technology, we're not exactly there, but we're, we're pretty close. Pretty close. I'd say in the next five years. Can you riddle me this? So he pushes the button of the destination with OnStar activated. Yeah. Right. It drives up until you're getting to the destination. I what is too. the point of it? I noticed that too. Where it, OnStar insists that he take the wheel. It's yes. just like, you know, like, I, what does it say? I think I probably have a note somewhere. But yeah, it's just like you will drive now, it's just like <laughs> take over manual drive. It like, doesn't even like give him much warning. No, and just... and the car's in motion. It's right. Like, Whoa. What? And I and I mean the movies that have handled it well, uh, you know, self driving cars and iRobot is probably the best example that it's an issue when he wants to, you know, basically manual overdrive manual override and drive himself. And Demolition Man. Yes. Self drive. <laughs> he goes over the <laughs> yes. he goes over the ramp. Yes. Car turned into a cannoli. <laughs> Such a great line. (laughs) And so, yeah, this one, the car is in motion. And it's not like he made the selection. OnStar said, no, I'm tired of driving. (laughs) You're taking (laughs) over. Michael Rappaport didn't request that he start driving. It's just like, (laughs) your your turn now. OnStar decrees it. It's weird. Yeah, that seems like the kind of thing that would cause a million accidents. Of just like, I'm not paying attention, and suddenly (laughs) the car is turning control over to me. I don't know even how that's going to work, because I can't imagine most self-driving cars will allow you to take over. I'll bet it'll be one or the other. I think so. You think that it will let you take over or no? Oh, I, I think you'll you'll be able to, to disengage the self-drive. Absolutely. Uh, I'll bet for like insurance purposes and things like that, they're not going to want people to be able to take over. If, if you buy a self-driving car, the car drives itself. You cannot drive it. Because then if there's an accident, then you've got to prove who had control of the car at the time of the accident, it's, well, I- who was liable for the damages, et cetera. It's like... You know, I could be driving myself, driving car, get in an accident, and say oh, the thing was driving itself, and I got it, it crashed my car. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, that's that's one of the probably the hardest riddle to solve with that technology is where the liability is going to fall. Yeah, manufacturer or I, and if so, how are the manufacturers going to take on that risk? Oh, I know firsthand that it's a big conversation in that industry. It's yeah. kind of a bummer. I've been talking around it, but uh, I'm just going to talk about it because what do I care? Um, <laughs> You know, I currently work for a roadside assistance company that is owned by a large insurance company. And, uh, you know, very shortly I won't be working there anymore. So it's fascinating seeing the conversation from the inside of just like, yeah, a lot of people think that you won't even need insurance anymore because you're not operating the vehicle. Like, for example, Tesla, for their self-driving cars, they've said that they're going to accept all liability. So that even if you have insurance, if the self-driving car gets in an accident, Tesla covers it. Your insurance won't. <laughs> Wow. That's how, like, it's like, we stand by our cars, and it's not going to get an accident, et cetera. Uh, I don't think those cars are for sale yet, but I think that's what they said. Yeah. No, so it's it, just it, like, does, for does the auto insurance industry even exist in that world? Possibly not. Probably what it does is it insures Tesla's insurance. It, right. it, it becomes as, a reinsurer for yeah, exactly. Tesla, who probably, they'd be big enough where they would, I would guess, self-insure. But would they want to take on that kind of risk for... Right. At some point there's there's probably going to be some insurance actually holding the the liability, holding all that risk. But, um, no, it's interesting. It's kind of a bummer because it's like I had a front row seat for all those changes and not going to be there Well, Possibly one of the reasons why I won't be there is because of all these changes. So it's one of those things where it's the chicken and the egg. Yeah. No, I mean, it, certainly it will not be here, take over. <laughs> you know, the, the computer just going like, I'm done, I'm done driving. Yeah. Michael Rappaport, it's your turn. I mean, there's a lot of, for being a the not-too-distant future where we're really moving towards automation of things, there's a lot of manual operation because we then get to, oh, your new remote is in. You're able to... F- <laughs> yeah, I pilot a helicopter with a joystick that looks like it's from a nintendo 64 not only it's a helicopter that turns into a jet somehow wow, these helicopters are preposterous i hate these things i know it, it, they look like toys they don't look plausible it doesn't look like they could stay in the air they only have two rotors and no like rear like a tail rotor or nothing <laughs> no and at the end of the movie they fly themselves for a while do they? No. Yes. The, the, one of the atoms is controlling it. No, the controller gets shot and broken. Does it? When <laughs> must have missed When that. they're doing the climb, you know, climb over me. Yeah. To get control, that chopper is just going by itself straight. Is it just hovering? Is it just like no, a No, it's remote? moving towards the building. Oh, right. I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. I thought the whole time he had his remote control. It's nope. not a, D- a Nintendo 64 controller. It like, wraps around his arm. It's like a whole It's like, it's like the Power Glove. It's basically like the Power Glove. <laughs> it's more like the Power Glove than an N64 controller. Okay, that's, that is true. I was mixing up my Nintendo controllers. It's, it's, it's like the Power Glove. Yeah, it wraps around his arm and he moves his wrist around the controller. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's more... I, I agree with that. I'm just going to tell you right now, it gets shot one of the laser beams, of course, gets it, and I don't know how you missed it because like the 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 screen is like just crumpled, and Adam looks like ah, it's like folding over. I'm I'm gonna have to look at that for we The get whisper, it. the the copter is piloting itself for like thirty seconds. Oh yeah, what's it called? Is a whisper, whisper craft, whisper I think. craft. It's, yeah, they're it's, dumb. It's like it's so stupid. Why does it transform? There's no reason for it to. The plot no. never. They never feel play. the need for speed. There's no reason for it to be a jet. Just for that racing sequence with Michael Rappaport, which in, is in a minute. Yeah, it's a dumb sequence. So they fly. Flying a helicopter is extremely difficult. Well, not these, apparently. Well, the Whispercraft. <laughs> the Whispercraft are, You're right. It's like playing a video game. I can't imagine. Cause the other thing is, it looks really bulky and heavy. Each rotor is additional lift. So only two rotors to lift that big tank. Like it's a giant vehicle. It would, it would fall like a rock. <laughs> Like the spruce moose, <laughs> yeah, it is the spruce moose of helicopters, the whisper moose. Anyway, we skipped over uh, the, There's a little bit of plot relevant shaving talk where he nicked himself, and it's important later that he nicked himself to like prove he's whatever. I guess the reason I skipped over it is because to me, you said preposterous. That was just this preposterous. Yeah, I mean that's this movie's like the movie thinks that that's somehow like clever. evidence one way or the other whether or not he's a clone. It's yeah, it's definitely not clever. Although the line <laughs> Adam. Uh, Arnold's character, Adam, says a line that may be the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life where he goes, I like shaving with a razor. It reminds me that I'm still alive. <laughs> That's how boring his life is. That, like, the razor blade is the thing that makes him feel alive. I hadn't thought about that. Oh and you you know, what, let me, let me just note, too, we, we're getting back to something we haven't discussed in a while in these movies. Adam Gibson, a very Anglo name for, for Arnold. That's true. Because it had been a while there that he wasn't kind of living up to that. Yeah, well, I mean, Ray Owens, I guess. Not not as Anglo. What's his character in Raw Deal? Kaminsky. That's uh, yes. his real name? Yeah, it's Kaminsky and then, uh, oh, what was his? Joe... Joe Brenner. Brenner. Yeah, that's a fake name, though. Yeah. Kaminsky, I'll buy him as like some kind of, like... Russian-ish, Eastern European something. Yeah, for a while we didn't have it, but we got right back to it with Adam Gibson. Yeah, I'm sure. I I wonder if Gibson is a reference to William Gibson, if that's just like a nod, you know, since it's a science fiction story. Probably right. Um, But anyway, yeah, Adam owns, or co-owns with Michael Rappaport, this charter company? I I couldn't figure this out at all. I'm not sure if they're partners or Michael Rappaport's an employee. Certainly Michael Rappaport's not in charge. No. We know that for sure, but uh, I I do enjoy... I feel like this movie was made at a time when the internet was still new because there's a website on like the, the wall of his business, whatever, the building. Double, double X. Double X com. I went to it and it just redirects to the Wikipedia page for the sixth day. Does it really? So it must still be owned by the studio and they just don't feel like maintaining a website anymore. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, and then there's another w- uh, website on the cab. <laughs> the Wikipedia page. <laughs> the yeah, I know, that's funny. It redirects to the Wikipedia page. Couldn't even redirect to, like, an official page. It's like not it. worth the 10 cents a month to maintain the page. <laughs> awesome. Um awesome. And then, yeah, there's a cab later that has a website. I think it was just, like, they thought that was a futuristic thing. Like, even the cab has a website. Like, that's the period of this movie where that was still, like. No, and it's it's funny that you mentioned that because, I, I, again, I haven't listened to all the commentaries on The Simpsons. But one of the jokes that The Simpsons writers regret in a great episode, the Hank Scorpio episode. Yeah is and i can tell you you've listened to it is mm-hmm. that the they thought that it was so genius that this the, the school in not century city in um Cypress Creek yes. was so high-tech and, and forward-thinking that it had its own website. And as they're doing this commentary, and it wasn't that much many years later, like, oh, man, that joke really doesn't work now. Yeah, I don't think they said it. they regret it. It's just like it has not aged. It's like, yeah, yeah. In, in the present, of course, the, web, the school's a website. Absolutely, right. Yeah, I think that's the same gag going on here. It's like this cab has a website. That website was just went nowhere. It was just a 404. I'm file not found. I am I am glad that you took the time to uh, to actually check those websites. I wish there was something more interesting on either of those websites, but yeah, one was redirected to Wikipedia. The other one's a 404. Uh, and then so at Double X Charter, we get a phone conversation between Natalie and and Adam. Adam, of course, they're video phones. I'm yeah. I'm still I'm still waiting for when my everyday phone is video chat. I mean, a lot for a lot of people that it is Isn't like it? that. A I lot don't. of people use Skype as like their primary Skype and FaceTime. Maybe you're right. Yeah, Maybe I'm just too old-fashioned that I actually. You know. well, I'm the same way. I don't really use it, but I mean, I, I think it's enough. It's ubiquitous enough now that that's it's close. Yeah, I, I could see how like they got some kind of a Skype. Well, I, don't, I mean, I don't use Skype much, but I know when I hang up my Skype, it doesn't start an explosion effect. <laughs> Did you notice that? I missed the explosion effect. I he want hangs to talk. Up. <laughs> the screen just explodes. because well, they're extreme. Probably yeah, everything true. with them is extreme. That's true. Because it does lead into one of their ads. So maybe that's just the beginning of their ad. Yeah, it's all jacked up. And they, they, I guarantee you that they probably have energy drinks everywhere around that place because of how extreme it is. Yeah, I do like the. They have to do drug testing for their charter with uh, the big rich guy, whatever his name is, Drucker. Drucker. And the, the, ski, the, the snowboarders slash skiers who are there, it's like, drug testing, don't worry you guys, not you. you know? That, that <laughs> I was do, funny. I do like that, yes, in the future, there's still a bunch of potheads. Oh, of course. They're snowboarders. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're going to be very concerned if they hear the words drug test. So the big, it was an argument between Natalie and Adam because ultimately Oliver didn't make it, and uh, she wants him to go to to repeat, and he wants nothing to do with it. He wants nothing to do with it, and yet weirdly both versions of Adam go there. And, like, possibly right. one of them breaks down and buys a Repet. I'm not really sure. Again, we're skipping ahead. But, like, does, the, does Natalie buy the Repet or does it, the real Adam buy it? Not, uh, the clone uh, one does not. We the know. clone one does not. I don't think that Adam does because the salesman, which I meant to look up the salesman because I knew him from something and it was driving me crazy that I couldn't remember what. Hmm. He says, oh, I knew you'd be back. And so I don't think the first Adam buys one either. I think he just buys the creepy doll. The Simpal. The real Adam does? No, the, the, the clone Adam buys the doll. They both do. Oh, do you, you think so? Oh, absolutely. There, There's a Simpal sitting in the birthday party. Oh, I did not miss I, Oh, yeah, I there's, totally there's a that. different one, and it's just as creepy. Wow. Huh, I guess that makes it's, sense. It's a different, it's not the exact same doll, but they are just as creepy. Huh. And so, yeah, so I think both Adams can't break down and buy the, the Repet uh, Oliver, I think that Natalie does. That's interesting. I and mean, that makes total sense because they're basically the same person Are they're, yeah. they're going to make the same decision? Absolutely, they do. Okay, that that clears that up then. So Natalie did. And it also explains why he, why real Adam won't let the dog in the house. Right. Because he's probably upset about, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, I pulled up that guy, by the way, just if you're curious. Thank the you. first thing listed is the Shawshank Redemption. I'm not sure who he would be in the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, you know what? I think he's the golf pro that Andy Dufresne's wife... Hmm. is cheating on him with. Could be. I'm scrolling down to see what the role is. Um, it says he's on Seinfeld oh. as Duncan. Oh, he's the guy Jerry races in the race. That's where I know That's him from. That's who it is. Yeah, no, he... I, yeah, now that I, I'm seeing it now. It is. It. I'm not, I, I'm, I can't find Shawshank, but yeah. That, oh, that's probably what you're thinking. That about. is absolutely what I'm thinking. I'm <laughs> not, not Shawshank. Duck in the race. You know what's funny? Uh, I was just, I just like talked your ear I off. I haven't seen that one in a while. I, I haven't seen it in a while. I think, I think it might actually not be uh, syndicated because they use a Superman theme and they would have to pay extra for it. So <laughs> I think that may be what it is. Uh, I just talked your ear off about Twin Peaks before we started, so I apologize if I'm going to do it again. But this reminded me that there are a ton of Seinfeld actors in Twin Peaks and it freaked really? me out. I and mean, they're around the same time, so it makes sense. I guess but, so. Swell and Mishki shows up both of Susan's parents are on the show as regulars uh, and a couple more I, I don't remember but well, if you want to, we'll go one more sidebar from that I'm going to have a real hard time because the grand, one of the prospects that the White Sox acquired in this offseason a pretty high pitching prospect is the grandson of Susan Ross's dad I am going to have the hardest time if he makes the major league roster Really? Yes not yelling at him the first time i see him pitch yelling at cherish the cabin what's what's his last name g gialto g i o l t o i think must be a different relative cuz that guy is the father of, of the co-creator of twin peaks I'm, I, I'm blanking on his name i did not know the, that. The not uh, david lynch guy okay mark something I literally just got into Twin Peaks like a week ago. So, I, I recently, because it's now that it's back, I decided to watch. I, I'm going to just have a heart to cherish the cabin. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll, we'll get back to the sixth day. So, I, can, can you tell me, was it just because that this is so extreme and double X that you had to have techno music when they're taking off? Did huh. you notice that? I just. It, and there's a lot of that in this movie. I think I may have just blocked it out. There's that. And then, can you tell me, too, why during the trans- multiple transitions in this did it have. These weird sound effects and oh, l- like graphics. The editing in this movie is infuriating. It's would, so bad, and it, they didn't do it in every scene, but the scenes it is, it's noticeable, and it's almost like a transition in a TV show. Yeah, it is. Well, like, a lot of them have just like a shot of a street from straight down, and it's just like, is that Adam's car? No, it's just a shot. It's just some shot of a city. As a transition. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. It's And you know then the transitions I'm talking about that have like graphics that come in. Yeah, and, like lines that goes like... Yes. Oh, yeah. What is that? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's bizarre. Well, this director, Roger Spottiswood, made a lot of junk uh, prior to this. <laughs> uh, primarily, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot.
1: So, oh, man. <laughs> we
0: had the writers of Shop or My Mom Will, sh- shop or my mom will Shoot. That's a different movie. We just came up with a Leslie Nielsen vehicle. It's like Supermarket Sweep, except it's like the most extreme version of Supermarket Sweep. Shop or my mom will shoot. Um, but no, we had the writers of that movie uh, previously because I think they were also wrote Twins. I think so, yes. So, and now we have the director. No, but also Roger Spottiswood uh, directed Tomorrow Never Dies, which was the movie he right. made right before this. I know that's a Bond movie you like. I like it okay, but it is like overly stylish in a way that this movie is the same, or just like over edited and full of techno music, and just like yeah, it's it's my favorite Brosnan, but I don't like Brosnan, so it's not really that's your favorite Brosnan. Yeah, it is my favorite Brosnan. Interesting, but he, he does a lot of stuff like that, like this, like remember the there's this action scene in Tomorrow Never Dies where he's in the back seat like controlling the yeah he's way into like remote controlled vehicles apparently because he's in the back seat leaned all the way down and driving on like a coward. Yeah, he's James Bond hiding in a back seat of a of a four door sedan. I think it's a I think it's a BMW, it's a BMW and sedan. I think it's an Ericsson phone that he's using. Actually, <laughs> but in that sequence, I just remembered. <laughs> yeah, this movie's full of that too. <laughs> this guy, just this guy's whole sensibility. Wait a minute, can I get that one? one time? I got to do this every episode now. I did this in True Lies. Yes. You'll be happy to hear about the True Lies. Uh, I, I am proven correct in True Lies, okay. my imitation of the True Lies score. I'm not going to do that again. All right, fair enough. Basically, this then is them flying, flying up, doing the race, I think, right? Between the, no, that's on the way down. Yeah, they fly up, they drop off some snowboarders, which apparently there's a giant mountain, like five-minute flight from the city. Again, Can, it's not clear where this is. But. I'm, I'm glad you got me back in order and on my notes. Can you explain this to me? Here's what I have. How does Trip, because Trip, I think, is up, gets brought up there with them. Yeah, he drops the skiers at the top of the mountain, and they ski down, or, or snowboard down. Okay, how does Trip get back up the hill? I, I assume he just never went down. He's there to assassinate Drucker. He knows Drucker is also there on a skiing trip. Where is he going to hide out that nobody sees him? I mean, he doesn't really hide. He just marches up to the helicopter, right? But when they're flying in, wouldn't they see this guy? Like, hey, there's that jerk. One of those jerks we dropped off. What's he doing up there? Yeah, I don't know. There's like a cabin up there or something. Like it's it's not clear. Cherish the cabin. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, I I I don't know. It's a good question. I don't, I don't okay. think he's the only one up there. It seems like there's a, cr- a group. Then then can you explain to me these? Okay, so the 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 uh the potheads ski their way down the mountain. Who goes and gets them? Well, they're at the bottom. They probably, they probably you know, snowboard or whatever to a spot okay. where there's a place you know, where they can get their car or get a cab or something. <laughs> you think this mountain there is a cab? I don't know. <laughs> there must be something at the bottom of the mountain. Something down there they just hit the OnStar button and it drives for a while until it gets tired? Well, they, well on their, during this race on the way back, the, you know, when they transform their helicopters into jets and race back, there's just like a ravine and then they are right at the city. So it's like it's not like it's this remote mountain. I guess you're right. The mountain is literally next to the city in this city that we don't know where it is. Yeah, there's no US city that is like this. There's just a giant skiing mountain. <laughs> it's Vancouver. There's no other city this could be. It's Vancouver. I've never been to Vancouver. I don't know how, I don't know if the mountains are that close to the city, but I haven't been either. No, but this is definitely not Seattle and you know, it's somewhere in a mountainous area. I don't think I don't know any city that's like this. I'll let it go. I just It's I, on a coast, we know. <laughs> and the Roadrunners play there and that's it's this is a future this is like uh, escape from la or something where like the, there was a huge earthquake that like reformed the united states <laughs> now there is a city where there's a mountain and you know a coastline oh man something like that so then yeah they fly back uh, to base and they have to give a blood sample and this uh, i I so remember this stupid contraption with his eyes. <laughs> yeah. Well it's from on the, the trailer. It's on the poster, and it's and it's on th- the poster. I think too, that's probably why. No, I really remember the trailer. I remember two things from the trailer: his face going into that with his eyes, and you cloned the wrong man. <laughs> I don't know if I remember the trailer. I don't oh, know if I've even. I haven't. I didn't watch it this time. The uh, well, I didn't watch it this time. I can tell you that all I remember from the trailer was the eye thing, and you cloned the wrong man. Is is that line in the movie? I, I don't remember. He says it to Robert Duvall. when he like he pushes his way in there. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is they make it seem like it's in a scene where he's, you know, he's being really threatening and menacing. He's not at all. He's just saying that, Hey, you, maybe that's why it didn't jump out of me. I don't remember him saying that at all. Um, anyway, yeah, this rich guy Drucker is also, he's got his own little private skiing trip, but he's going to the same spot. Yeah, I mean, I, you'd think that he'd have some even better mountain, right? right. Like he, he owns a mountain that he skis on. and <laughs> He just needs a helicopter to get him up. Get him up there. Well, also his comp- his building has a helipad, which means he must have the company must have a helicopter and like a pilot. That yeah, he could use right. Be, yeah, because at the end when Adam, whichever Adam, I was calling him by the way, bomber Adam for the bomber jacket yeah. and regular Adam. I don't know what you called. Him. I was calling in scenes where both of them were together. I was calling him George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> which is just so stupid. I wasn't going to admit it, and then now you forced it out of me. But uh, <laughs> it's so stupid. I had to put something. It's so I knew which one's which. <laughs> um, be- because no, the security guard up there says that this is for. I don't remember the name of the company that he has. It's uh, something re- replacement technologies. It's yeah, the, me, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's replacement technologies only, basically. So that that there clearly have to be helicopters that fly there. Well, we see a, company. You just reminded me that you see a helicopter later, like a normal helicopter, not a stupid one. You know, like a real helicopter when they kidnap his family. Yes, there's a helicopter shooting at him. Well, laser beams, of course. Right, right yes. of course. <laughs> that, that, that goes without saying. I don't need to specify that. No. Um, yeah. So. That's a company helicopter. So why is he chartering? This didn't even occur to me. Why is he chartering Arnold's? Yeah, he should have his own helicopter. Because they're too busy taking laser beam practice for whenever they might need to fire on somebody. I guess so. Like, yeah, maybe that's off the books, that helicopter, like his nefarious helicopter. Do you think maybe Adam owns the mountain? I can't imagine he's that rich that he owns a man. Well, or that he like is the only one that has the rights. Oh, he's got like the contract yeah, to the, the bring charter, people yeah, the charter up there. So maybe that's that's the rub. No, you can't you can't you have your own helicopters. Is that legal going that only I may drop people off in this? I have no idea. Like could a cab company like have exclusive rights to drop people off at a building, you know? Like I can't imagine that's legal. <laughs> I mean maybe it's the future. Anything's possible. <laughs> it's the not too distant future, no, sooner than we think. See, this is a fun movie to talk about. This is more fun than. It, there's, there's a is, lot of. This has been way more fun than end of days. We're already. barely into this movie. We've been going. We're already so long. Oh right, and this. So so they race back. They're both in the same helicopter, and Adam is testing out his new controller. And that's that's why they're racing. His is, power glove. Yeah, his power glove. They land the helicopters. Drucker's assistant comes up and is like, "Oh, uh, so you're you're going to be taking Drucker? Here's a thing. You, I need you to sign. It's non disclosure. Blah blah blah." And then he reacts like. Oh, who who landed that helicopter? His reaction makes no sense. He doesn't even look at the other helicopter. The, the two of them land. They both get out of the same helicopter. He does a double take, like two of you in this helicopter. By logic, by by deduction of logic, that means nobody's in that helicopter. He doesn't look at it and see an empty cockpit. He just right. sees the two of them come out and goes, "Well, wait, who was flying that one?" And it could have just been. It could have been a third, a third guy. guy. It was. It made zero sense. His reaction. I'm going like he doesn't even look at the other helicopter. I did not. He just goes. Who was flying all. that one? Uh, anyway, that that just was so crazy. So yeah, you're right. Gets a the non-disclosure. They take the sample. What I love here is that how Adam ignores the demands of this extremely important client to just bail and go to Repet. What kind of a businessman is he? I mean, as long as he's getting paid for it, right? he's, the job's getting done. I'm not saying the job's not getting done, but don't you think... That- you think you'd want to schmooze with the most powerful person yes. in the world? More powerful than the president, we learned? <laughs> She's the most the second most important person in the world. The not-too-distant future. It almost <laughs> made it for that one. Yeah, more distant than we thought in that yes. case. <laughs> uh, and and so then, uh, ultimately what happens is, I know I have Rappaport's character name in here somewhere, but for some reason, <sighs> Hank. Hank. It, yeah, maybe know. maybe it has, still hasn't been mentioned, because I know later on, I think, I put it in that notes. Be. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but so he effectively takes Adam spot, flies him up and you get this, uh, I think he says I'm a huge road runners fan and then shots get fired. Well, I, I don't think we actually see that until later. I think here it's just like abstract. Like you see a little bits and pieces of what happened. Yeah. Cause I, later we actually see his like memories. The vi- the, yeah. The, the video memory or whatever. Cause it is. yeah, there's, there's a weird exchange there and I don't think it's here cause I'm not finding my notes. I don't know. I mean, uh, so you think Adam would want to schmooze? He'd, he'd be, like, making contacts? I mean, think about it. This is allegedly the most important person in the world, right? Do you really think, no offense to Hank, you want somebody other than you, if this is your business and your livelihood, handling that? Probably not. Yeah, but his, he's got such a happy family. He's got to put his family first and go to Repet and you, check it out. You're right. Well, he does go and check it out. Can, can I just say this? I love that the fact that the, there are two things here that we're getting to in this not-too-distant future that are almost gone. He's asleep in a taxi cab, which they're probably on the ropes with Uber, and then yeah. the world's giant mall that are they are on the ropes and on their way out. There's no way that this stuff would be in a shopping. Oh, mall. I know, it's the fanciest mall in the world, yes. holograms and all kinds of stuff. Yes. Yeah, someone invested a lot of money in this mall. Yeah, they couldn't have foreseen uh, Amazon just destroying every mall in the world, basically. No, or at least and in the U.S. So again, I just. It was the the beginnings, right? I mean, Amazon was started in ninety five, two thousand. Things were starting to ramp up, but as you said, like a website was hu- a huge deal. Yeah. Well, this uh, mall has a monorail in it. Does it? I, I wasn't sure if it's a monorail, monorail. just within the monorail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> monorail. I miss the monorail. <laughs> I mean, the, you could stop and get a haircut, just like uh, the guy. It's, it's in the mall. I'm sure they've got a place Let her where Nimoy stop and get to stop and get that haircut. No, that wasn't Nimoy. That was a scientist. Uh, Nimoy uh, is already on the monorail. Yeah, but doesn't Nimoy? Vo- do the voice. I think he does the voice for that guy. Does he? Yeah, I think he that's does. news to me if that's true. I, th- I think he does the voice for that guy. Wow, I never knew that. Um, but oh, no, so- there's, a mon- there's a monorail in this mall. Okay, can I ask you this though? All right, let- assuming we're just going to reveal this, right? Spoiler that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's obvious like the story is told so badly <laughs> that it spoils itself. So, yeah, go ahead. Do you really think that it's told that? I mean, I don't know. I bought it for a little while. How could it be the real Adam though? Why would why would Adam, if he wasn't cloned, just wake up in the back of a cab? Well, here's my like, question: uh, and he's like disoriented, basically. But that, I don't understand why do they put the clone in a cab? I mean, what else would they do? I mean, I mean, they're planning. If you're, if you're replacing him, right? If you think that he's dead, wouldn't you take him home? Why would you put him in a cab and send him to the mall? I imagine because they read his memories and they said, oh, after he was, afterwards his plan was to go to the mall and visit Repet. All right. I, I guess I hadn't thought that through. I guess I, you're right. I imagine that's why. Because maybe, maybe they were worried that if they sent him home, that she, his wife would be like, why didn't you go to Repet? You were supposed to go to Repet. All right. All right. Yeah, I think maybe you're right. I didn't think that through. It's not explained. I mean, yeah, that's just where he ends up. Yeah. I mean, do you think it's possible that... Obviously, we learn later that this is the clone, but... Is there a reality where that makes sense, where the real Adam is just dumped in a cab and because doesn't? Oh, no, no, no. Hank drives in there, so I guess he doesn't have a car. Yeah, because it's Hank's truck with the OnStar that gets him to work. Right. Or yeah, may, maybe don't. he has a car and they just carpool. I mean, I don't no, know he does have a car. He has the old Chevy that's in the, the barn garage. Yeah, and they also have a minivan or something. Yeah, yeah. Know, there's some nefarious activities that's yes. happening in that minivan. <laughs> yes, for sure. Again. man. Natalie wanted this thing to be NC-17 and not <laughs> PG-13. It's his birthday. She's trying to find an opportunity. You know. I guess. She's, she's, she has very few windows. You know. uh, I don't know. It seemed pretty clear to me just from the way he's behaving. He's kind of, he, he seemed kind of out of it and like he couldn't remember how he got in the cab. Yeah, no. I may, maybe I just feel dumb that I, I didn't uh, – the first time through – I mean, one, I barely remembered it, but I, I think I bought it longer than I should have. When do you think it becomes obvious that he is the clone? When he gets home and... Yeah, I I, for, I don't know why, but for some reason, the getting home and the birthday party, that's when I didn't buy it anymore. Right. For some reason, this cab and the sequence at the mall, I bought, and, and I shouldn't have, but I, I think I believed it. I mean, but is it plausible that the clone could then... I mean, I guess it's all plausible. It's just... I don't know. Maybe it's just the way they told the story or just like, this movie isn't interesting if he's not the clone. Like, I don't know. Maybe I just was looking at it from a screenwriting point of view of just like, well, obviously you don't tell the story of the real guy. Maybe that's all it was. I don't know. I just, immediately I'm going like, well, this is obviously the clone. Well, you got I me just was watching going like, I know this. you is the got people. me beat. You just made me feel dumb. <laughs> well, I'm wondering why I jumped to that conclusion and I'm not, I can't reconstruct what my thought process was. Well, I know. And the thing is, is that because it fall, it fell apart pretty quickly for me. Cause for whatever reason, I, I don't know why I bought him in the cab, but then, as soon as it gets home, I just I didn't I didn't buy it anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's very possible that I just by chance picked the right thing and just like blustered my way through, saying I know what's going on here, and then I just happened to be right. This could just be based on nothing. I'm no. trying. I don't even remember why I thought that. Well, hey, you got it. So that's the important thing. Well, uh, well a couple things uh, before we move on. I, I we've got four body count now, right? Because we're counting even if they're cloned. Is that yes, what we decided? That's what we decided. Because we Drucker was killed up on the mountain. Uh, Michael Rapport and one of Drucker's bodyguards. We learn later. That was, yeah, hanging out in the in the back. Yeah, doing a terrible job of bodyguarding. Um, you'd think you'd be in front of your target, right? Yeah. Uh, and then also, here's my question about the whole, the whole logistics of cloning. Right? They think Adam's dead. Oh, we better clone him so that no one knows. Because they, they're bringing Drucker back. In order to cover up the fact that they're bringing Drucker back to life by cloning, they need to clone Adam and presu- presume, presumably his length. bodyguard. Yeah. Um, but they think Adam's dead and he's not. Where are they getting the clothes to put, him, put on him? Where are oh. they getting his bomber jacket? <laughs> right? I'm going to see the bomber jacket. Was he wearing that on the way up? I don't remember. Neither do I. I presumably. Presumably that That's an excellent question yeah that, this is the, these are the questions like they must have a tailor on staff at all times. they must have a dentist on staff in case you 've got like fake teeth and stuff. They must have an optometrist to put glasses on you, like a tattoo artist, they must have an army of people. How are they keeping this under wraps i can't imagine how this vast a conspiracy you know <laughs> well remember I, no. It probably, they probably probably do have all those things because it costs $1.3 million. Every <laughs> that's time true. They clone Maybe that's, yeah, the salaries for all the people they need to keep on staff just in the case just someone. Exactly. Because they must be on call at all times because they needed to clone Adam. I think it's, it takes two hours. Yeah. And they they shove him right out the door into a cab. So <laughs> they, they put a cut on him. They cut his hair. You know, like they hey, here's, got him his clothes. Here's the question I have. So they needed. If they had up-to-the-minute information on Drucker, how did they get his body down from the mountain to be able to get the, like, the most... Re- or maybe it wasn't the most recent in that instance. No, no. it's... it's I, think, I think it's implied that he's got something in his brain that's, like, recording at all times, and then when they get the body, they, like, pull it out somehow. They really? extract it, and they... 'Cause they say that we uh Robert Duvall says at some point, like it's I know they always back it up. up to the minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't understand how that could be possible. Or it's like transmitting to a satellite or something, who knows? <laughs> By the way, it's crazy to me that Robert Duvall's in this movie. Like that—that that I did not know the first time I watched. There's no opening credits, so you don't know who's in the movie. And then suddenly, a hologram Robert Duvall shows up, and just like, "What the hell is happening?" I so I I I completely freaked out. <laughs> no idea that Robert Duvall is in this movie. And then like halfway through, he's like a new character halfway through. What is through. happening? I, you, I cannot I cannot overstate how much I freaked out. I was like, "What is Robert Duvall doing here?" You know. It was so crazy to me that he's in this movie. Anyway, I, that's just an aside. It's not one of his better performances either. I think he elevates this movie Damn every time really? he's in it. Him and his wife, I, I genuinely, they have very little screen time to work with. And they totally sold me on their relationship and her kind of, she's on her deathbed, etc. I was uh, totally invested in their story. And there are like two scenes, if that. The wife I was invested in, I guess him, I, he, he over delivers on some, including one. I think I have my notes of when he says don't don't don't, don't. Oh, yeah. it was not good I think I I don't mind Duval overacting a little bit because my favorite Robert Duval performance is Network where he's just way overacting in a way that I kind of enjoy he is but I I love Network so I think I give that a pass where in other times I don't know some, sometimes he can and the funny thing is, you don't think this holds up to the standards of network, is that what you're saying? No, it does not <laughs> hold up to the standards of network. But the thing is, is that Duvall can do understated; he just sometimes doesn't. I mean, oh yeah, and The Tom, Godfather, The Godfather, Tom Hagen, it's as understated as you can be, and he's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, and also Thx is a movie, movie I like yeah. a lot. I don't know that one. Um, I mean, I, I, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, it's George Lucas' first movie. Oh. Uh, All right, so anyway. we, we got to get back to this movie. So ultimately, he uh, Adam decides that Repet is too scary, but the small wonder across the uh, across the mall is not. I, I we've covered it. It's yeah. just so so scary. Another thing that cannot be overstated is how terrifying <laughs> these these dolls are. Uh, yeah, I just can't imagine the. You would think someone would have stepped in and said, like, when they Polis. saw the thing, like, no, we're not doing this. No, they left it in. Can I, can I get a ruling here? I might be back. Should they have Should they have done that? I kind of liked it. This All is right. the first I'll be back, first riff on I'll be back. Obviously, he doesn't say it. Uh, since what? Since Last Action Hero? It's been a while. No. He doesn't there, do there, it in, in the Eraser. No, right? no, there was another one that we got mad at because they didn't exactly do it. Uh, what movie was it? Well, that was uh, yeah. I'll, I'll be right back, and that was in Raw Deal. That was before last section. I'm saying cr- chronologically in Arnold's career, there there was that, and then we get she'll be back in T three, which T3, is after this. Which is after this. So maybe you're. This right. is the first time he, there's been any kind of I'll be back in seven years for Arnold. So I don't mind it. Like they snuck it in, in and I might be back. He says, I might be back, and the salesman says, you'll be back, which is a thing that a salesman might say. I think it, they worked it in pretty I easy. mean, I, it's pl- I, yes, it is plausible. I'm not going to say that it's like, oh, man, that would, you really shoehorned that in. No, I think at this point, in the year 2000, they just can't have him say, I'll be back. Like, it's played out at this point. So it's if you're right. going to do it, do a little bit of a twist on it. They did a nice twist on it. I think it works. All right. I like enough. it. This is actually <laughs> you, where You I, really don't like it, do you? you, you mm, it's okay. I enjoyed it. This is actually where I have my note about the tra- the transitions are weird with graphics and sound effects. You're right. I, this is the beginnings of them, and it, it happens at least three times in the movie. It's not just that stuff. All the editing in this movie is crazy. There's a scene I'm going to play for you. It's so, it's editing, so it's not going to come through in the podcast. But I just want you to see it. All right. I mean, I'm sure you saw it, but I I, I so don't so noticed it. it. It's near the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know who edited this, but they were drunk or something. <laughs> or actually, the opposite. They were like. Jacked up on speed or something. Like, it's so over hyperkinetic. Uh, so Adam is on his way back. He calls Hank. Lee, he there. He leaves a message. It's not a video call. I I guess maybe if somebody doesn't pick up, you can still leave an old fashioned message. It's a video message though, right? Because Michael Rapport later sees his message. Yeah, you're right. When he's cloned, right? Because I, I was confused on how he got cloned. By the way, well, at some point they realized their mistake. So they they went up to there, and how did they get up there? That's what I don't understand. I assume they have some, like, men in black team who goes up there and, like, you know everyone off. Like, I'm sure there are people up there who saw the guy die, Drucker die. It's like, well, we gotta kill all these people and clone them, you know? like I'll bet that's what it is. They got, like, whole cleaner teams to deal with this stuff. They, they got the wolf somewhere? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, the, the, the conspiracy must be so enormous. There must be so many people so it, okay. involved in the cover up of these you, cloning. What you're saying is that 1.3 million is actually a bargain. It probably is. I mean, I just can't... I, I don't buy that they could keep this under wraps. I... I can't disagree. At the very least, there should have been someone... This is going to be a weird comparison, but you remember the movie Dave with Kevin Klein, where he's like the... (laughs) I know it's a weird comparison. You saw that movie? Yeah, The President, sure. He he looks exactly like The President and then The President... Has a heart attack or something, and so they they tell him pose the president. We don't want people to know the president is dead. Yeah, and you remember in that movie, Oliver Stone appears on Larry King, going like he's not the real president, and everyone thinks Oliver Stone is crazy. Yeah, they needed a character like that in this movie, going like Drucker's the clone, and he, you know, someone yeah. who knows the truth but no one believes. Yeah, and uh, maybe not one of the zealots, but somebody sort of like that. That they, or maybe it is, and they just say no, he's they're just a crackpot who's trying to. You know, discredit. Right. Someone in the public sphere. Because, yeah, there's that guy who killed Drucker. Obviously, he knows. Because he killed him. But, you know, he's not someone that the public would believe. There needed to be some kind of a voice saying, like, there's more going on and turn out to be true. Well, yeah, when you're right, you're setting this up of how many people probably have to be involved in this. Somebody would have to know. Well, because, like, there's no group in this, like there is with The Running Man or Total Recall. Like, in those movies, there's some kind of regime holding on to power. And then there's a group fighting them. And he Arnold joins them here. There's no the group is zealots. There's like one guy basically who we see. There's no, no group. No, form he says to, he has. They have people on the inside. Yeah, but that never pays off. No, that was total dead end. There's so many things like that where it's like you're waiting for it to pay off and it never pays off. We'll get some more stuff. I'm sure. Or maybe not. We're, we gotta really <laughs> we gotta get moving. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I, there should have been some kind of like the zealots. They're they're called zealots. They're kind of also portrayed as. Like crazy, like they're not, they're not portrayed as. I mean, I shouldn't say crazy, but you know, very devout, devoutly against cloning, in a way that doesn't seem plausible that Arnold would join them. Right. So there needed to be some kind of a group. Like we're going to take on, you know, the cloning or whatever. It it would make more sense, but that's not the way they went. Anyway, yeah. So Adam walks up to his house. He here. He's. De- practicing delivering this speech about <laughs> yeah, I like Oliver the dog being dead, but <laughs> him doing his daughter's voice is so funny to me. Why daddy? Oh, that's, that was funny. It was funny, but can you explain to me Wouldn't she already know the dog is dead? It's hours later. How would they explain if, If, you know, assuming that the dog hadn't already been cloned, which it had, because right. he then discovers that it's there barking. Right? Wouldn't, wouldn't Claire already know that the dog's dead? <laughs> Maybe they have their own conspiracy about keeping the, the dog's death hidden just like uh, <laughs> They've got their own men in black team. Yeah. That costs like six hundred thousand dollars. It's because it's a dog, <laughs> it's, it's cheaper. Point <laughs> three million? That's true, I didn't think about it. Maybe they, he just assumed that Natalie would tell her that the dog was at the vet or something and you know, delay it until he got home. Yeah. I don't know. You're right though, I didn't think about it. Uh, So Adam then walks up on his own birthday party, and can I ask you this about this? (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. I have something I want to say. where are all the cars for this party? Yes, but it's a surprise party. I did think about that, and then I remembered it's a surprise party, so they're probably parked around the block. All right. They hit the. They They're hit looking the, at You're not they, buying this? They hit the OnStar button and said, "Go park yourself somewhere <laughs> right. else. Park one block away from from okay. Adam Gibson's house." All right. You, you look, don't buy. You don't buy that. I'll buy it. I'll buy I, it. I had that same thought, and I thought, "That's oh, a surprise party, so right. That's why." No, I love when they cut inside to real Adam, and how can, smiling he is. He's so happy, and you can only kind of barely hear what he's saying, but the subtitles do pick it up, and oh. what he says is look at this cake here. And then Natalie goes, I know. <laughs> I admit, I didn't have the something That made around. me laugh. Look at this cake here. He's so excited about the cake. Do you think that was a euphemism? <laughs> knowing <laughs> knowing Natalie and Adam? <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what's on the cake. If it was an erotic cake. <laughs> Ooh, erotic <laughs> cakes. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I didn't notice the sim. So this is where we see the sim. Uh, not sim. The sim uh, so yeah, the, there is another one inside there. The doll. The doll. The sim pal. Huh. I missed it. And uh, so this, finally, you're right, we're, we're running along, and this, I did, I did not remember Terry Crews was in this movie. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I mean, you hadn't seen this. I had a long, long time ago. I'm saying like Duvall, I didn't know he was in this. Oh, okay. Um, but, so Terry Crews, and, and I just have, and a vampire, which for the rest of my notes, I just call her Vampira, even though I know that's not her name. I was just calling her goth lady. That's, yeah, I had a similar take on her. I mean, this is just after The Matrix. Yes. Which explains her look <laughs> for sure. Again, it it's just a, no, it's, a it's a bad a look. point in time, and it was a bad idea. Especially because it's funny when she gets cloned the first time. She says, "Oh, my hair! Lo- I look terrible." Like, no, you yeah, don't. I, you I, look I, way better. I completely agree. Yeah, like weird, like like triangular hair, purple hair. Yeah, it's she looks. So dumb. She looks like an anime character, like in a bad way. Yes, that that's probably the better way to put it. Yeah, so they try to take clone Adam. It's like, oh, come with us. You know, you were. Clone. There's been a sixth day violation. That's right. And this is where the laser guns come out. The first instance of laser guns. The the very, very beginning. I mean, this is when you get the comic relief of Simpel Cindy being shot. It's all so dumb. And programmed to scream in pain, which is the part that made me laugh. She gets shot. Ah! Why is the doll programmed to scream in pain? Because the people... Because the makers probably know what people really will <laughs> right. do to that doll. This is the actual use for the, the, the <laughs> Simpal. <laughs> Absolutely. It's for, it's for like sadists to get yeah. out their sadism. So that they're not taking it out on real people. Um, yeah, and he steals the Cadillac and there's a car chase. Okay, wait a minute. Can you tell me this? How does Bomber Adam have the keys to this car? Maybe he leaves them in the car. No. Come on. <laughs> Give me this one. This one does not make sense. I'm this, just trying. You're asking me a question. I'm this trying is to think about one of those futuristic cars where you just hit the OnStar. Oh, button. definitely. Yeah, this is a this is a like yeah. 60s Cadillac or yeah. something. Well, how does he have the keys to this car? He does not have the keys. <laughs> you don't think he, you he's might. the clone? There's no way he could have the keys. Oh, he definitely doesn't have the keys on him. That's for sure. So you think you think that Adam just leaves the keys either in the car or in the barn? I mean, I don't know. I mean, when you ask me these questions, I'm going to try to answer them. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm not buying that answer. <laughs> no, I agree. My, mine. <laughs> I'm just playing devil's advocate. I, and then I just have the, a long, lame car chase begins, and Adam gets Vampira's laser gun. Yeah, and she, mean, she is... I forget how she dies, but somehow she gets killed, right? Uh, she gets shot by Wily. That's right, yes. Because he does it later also. He's, he kills more friends of his than foes over yeah, the course of the movie. Can I just say, with Wily, so bad. I, I, I did we, laugh at I don't want to be your mommy. That I thought was funny. The sim goes, can you be my mommy or something? Goes, I don't want to be your mommy. <laughs> Mostly he's bad. Mostly I agree. Does it make up for car chase? Cool. No, it does not. That's bad. I mean, it was like a worse version of Otto the Bus Driver from The Simpsons. It was terrible. He is terrible. He doesn't belong on this team. No. He should have been kicked off of this crew a long time ago. He's useless. He's always getting killed. He's always (laughs) killing other people. But not the right people. He is such a liability to this team. And I, I have to say too, so we also get the introduction here of Michael Rooker. I was disappointed because I like Michael Rooker in so much stuff. I did not like him in this. Yeah, he just doesn't. He's just kind of the leader of a bunch of knuckleheads. Like, yeah, doesn't really bumbling have, bumbling team. Yeah, it doesn't have much. To, I mean, he's, he's just kind of constantly chasing around, you know, Adam, and doesn't even have like an interesting relationship with Adam. It's not. It could be like a fugitive kind of situation where it's like, absolutely, I'm pursuing him and I'm gonna get him or whatever. He's just like he's a generic henchman, stock and, henchman. Yeah, right. I agree. Okay. All right, so let's talk about Wiley's death. Yes, or Adam's reaction to it specifically. Yes, <laughs> yeah. dude, it's are these crazy. Cl- are these clones like programmed to be evil versions of I, themselves? I, let me read you my notes exactly. Adam gleefully runs him over. I don't have his name here, and he goes Wiley. yes. <laughs> well, and I say, I say, "What a psycho!" Clearly, clones have no soul and should be destroyed. Oh. <laughs> like the, and you've gotten to that conclusion. Yeah, we both came to the same conclusion. So here's what I have. It's similar. So I got Adam hits the brakes and Wally – or w- I have Wally because that's what I thought he was at first. It's Wiley. Mm-hmm. Wiley, yeah. Wiley flies right by. And then I say Wiley gets run over twice because eventually, just after him, Rooker runs yeah, him Rooker over. Yeah, Rooker does not swerve at all. No, but I have Arnold's yes is kind of disturbing. It's and I really should say kind of. It's disturbing. Yeah, it's really crazy because he's just an everyday guy. Right. That, I mean, that's the thing. He isn't he, – he's – Well, I mean, more to the point, these guys who are 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 chasing him—he's not John Matrix, right? He's just an everyman. And these are, but but these are just guys he's just met, and he doesn't really know if they're good or you know, all he knows is they want to bring him in somewhere. Right? He's—he's—they don't—he has every right to run because he's trying to defend, you know, protect himself because he's you know he sees that there's a clone and he thinks he's going to be destroyed. They're going to think he's the clone, which he actually is. So yeah, I get why he runs, but yeah, th- for all he knows, these people are just doing their job and are perfectly good people, and, and he doesn't know that they're going to be cloned and brought back. For, he doesn't know this is a temporary situation. Absolutely does not. I agree. He's it's just so crazy. It it was disturbing, and yeah, well, add, add Wiley to the body count, but I'm I'm glad. You, I, I couldn't imagine that you were going to miss that. Oh, I was really disturbed by it's that. It's very surprising and, and kind of shocking, like for, Especially sure. for the Especially like, for the tone of this movie, right? I mean, it... Yeah. The movie kind of, you know, is downplaying it's got laser guns, which it is a way of downplaying violence and making it less yeah, realistic. That's true. And, and and look, there's there's not a ton of people that get shot in this movie either, so I, I think it was trying to go for that. But for this, that's a really gr I mean, you don't see it, but that's a terrible way to die. Yeah, it's not as if it's like he didn't realize how bad it was or like, yes! yeah, he's not cheering, yes, I got away. He's cheering, yes, I crushed that dude's skull. Yes. There's, and there's no ambiguity about what he's like, you know, so psyched about. And they highlight it later that Wiley is having psychosomatic yeah. episodes that he thinks that he's been crushed. Yeah. and and It's this is, terrible. And this is the first guy that uh, Arnold kills in this movie and it's like, you know, he's not... We've pretty much covered it. I mean, you're you're crazy. Clones should be destroyed because they're just evil with no soul. He he is so. Speaking of sadists, like Adam Gibson, or the clone of Adam Gibson, anyway. That's what what his future holds. He'll buy a hundred simpals. I'm going to run them all over. This is so much fun. I'm having a good time. Bye. Just do donuts and, like, you know, crushing simpal skulls. Or just like. (laughs) Poor Cindy. Ah! Yeah, they'd all scream as he runs them over. Or I was going to say, he'd like buy a bunch of those blank clones that we see later and just like, they, they don't just, matter, and crush their skulls. Yeah, that are all piled up on top, of, on top of Rooker at the end. No, this really does kind of put you at a distance from Adam. It's just like, I don't know, this is the guy we're rooting for? It's crazy. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, the fugitive... He ends up on a fence and does a dive and yeah. he pulls a fugitive. There's a Peter Pan right <laughs> off there. But can I just ask the, the there's a quote I have that when the car, when the car first goes off the cliff that was spectacular. Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> I don't remember that one, but oh, it so doesn't bad. surprise me. Yeah. I mean, I kind of get what they're going for in the sense that these guys have a certain like detached look at all this. Like, they don't feel the danger of it anymore because, because they know they, they're coming back. Right. They can't die. And so, like, car chase, cool. It's like a normal person would be terrified, but they don't care because they can't die. I, that's what they're going for, I'm pretty sure. And the I same guess. thing with, like, oh, that was spectacular. Like, they're, they're treating it like a video game, not like it's real, because to them it basically is. I, I but get, it doesn't land. It doesn't work at all. I, I, you're, you're right about it, and I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that. I don't know. The whole team, they're bumbling and feel like cartoons. Yeah, I think there, there should have been more threat for these guys. At the very least, Michael Rooker should have come off as competent, even if the rest of his team right. is buffoons. But even he doesn't really come off that good. So I do have, I have the note, Adam does a Peter Pan right off that fence. Yep. And then cut to... Head, head first, too. That's the thing. At least Richard Kimball is smart enough to, like... Well, I mean, that's a dummy. It's kind of, like, flopping around. But he mostly goes in feet first. Uh No. I think Kimball... I think Kimball goes over and He's, dives. The the wide shot in the fugitive is just like it's just a dummy, so it's I don't I don't think he dives Oh, you're right, he does like a flip, doesn't he? Yep. You're right, yeah. When he jumps, Kimble's he does. pretty crazy, too. Yeah. And that's probably the reason why Tommy Lee, he did a Peter Pan right <laughs> You're right, he does go head first. I forgot about that. But the dummy is not at first. Anyway, no. so this cut, one, is it's like straight down. It's, it's weird. I just thought it was a weird thing. So from that Peter Pan, we cut to apparently you're huge surprise oh, yeah. that there's a giant hologram of Robert Duvall. This, this is all in caps. Uh, what the hell? A, a hologram Robert Duvall. Yeah, I no clue. I well, can't you know believe what? he would even appear in a movie uh, like this. You know what the the, the hologram is actually after this because first it, it, there he's doing an interview. No, you start with his hologram going, "Welcome to the Weir Center," and then it pans down to him. Okay. giving the press conference. Can it's you, both in the can, same shot. Can you tell me this? Why do these movies in the future? Why do they love this idea of entryways having this running commentary? That's so unbelievable. There's no <laughs> I way. Know, you're right. Yes. I mean, yeah. and it's not. I'm not just picking on this. There's so many of these movies that do this. I, I walk into any office building. Why would there ever be anything over like a running? Co- welcome to the Weir Center. Yeah, especially like the person, like a hologram of the person. It's off-putting. I agree. Is no, no reason so for this stupid. Not even in all. Not even futuristic movies. I think in Eraser, right? Wasn't it? it was like Welcome to the Whatever Corporation. Well, that yeah. that we did highlight. It was Cyrex like, or whatever. Yes, yeah, Cyrex. And it just so is this on a continuous loop that the poor security guards that work there have to constantly hear welcome. Yeah. (laughs) To the Cyrex Corporation. Well, I imagine whatever the Weir Center, like I imagine they have a waiting room just inside the door. And yeah, you must hear that through the door the whole time you're waiting to see Dr. Weir. Welcome to the Weir Center for whatever. You're you're right, there's so many movies that do that. Yeah. Uh, So I I then have, this is either having the press conference and I just have time to outline the morality questions and the research justification because that's basically (laughs) what this is with Trucker and Weir. Sort of there's a weird thing about like a human that was cloned ten years ago and they never explain what the hell the story is there. because he's like, Well, we all know oh. that there was a human cloned ten years ago and it's <laughs> well I know what it is. What? It's exactly like the Atom clone. It was driving around and like mowing people down. <laughs> yes. that's, that's why everyone's like, we all know that that didn't go well. Yeah. Because it was probably had no soul and was just killing people. I guess that, that, maybe that is what it is. That it was like, yes. it, it was evil, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's never explained. It's just like, what happened? They, they talk about that like first Multiple cloning times. so many times. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, that was a disaster. It's like, well, why? I just wasn't really clear. 10 years ago was the technology not there, but now it is, or is it still not there, but they're I, I is like, that why the thing goes wrong at the end with the bad guys clone. Like, I, I just don't understand any of where the technology is. I like to think that the clones 10 years later, the technology, they're just as evil as they were that first one. And um, that's well, the reason why it didn't go well. Well, maybe that's why the team is so bumbling is because they've been cloned so many times. This multiplicity. Each gen- yeah, each generation gets worse. Yeah, exactly. It's just little things get lost every time. But yeah, there's a part. There's like a fundraiser or something, right? Yeah, yeah. and Johnny Phoenix shows up, yeah. <laughs> looking like 45. They talk about him like he's our star young quarterback. He's a rookie. That guy looks so old. He looks like Brett Favre in his last years. <laughs> I didn't have that, but you're right. Yeah, it, it's I can't the really gray haired Brett, Brett Favre in the the Vikings. Brett Favre, yes, yeah, Vikings. Brett Favre is what this guy looks like. Um, yeah, the, the weird streaks in his hair and this like dumb Phoenix tattoo on his neck. Oh, I the rolled worst. my eyes at that. This brings me to a question that uh, I had later, but since we're talking about Johnny Phoenix, let's just talk about it now. <laughs> we learn later that what's the bad guy's name? Drucker. Yes, Drucker builds a defect into every clone. So they'll die within two or three years. So some controllable. Yeah, He'll have leverage over them. Yeah. Even Johnny Phoenix, he's gonna die in two years. Don't they have like a long term contract? I mean, I guess he's no. just gonna clone him again. But no, that's what he said. The reason why with Phoenix is that if he makes some outrageous contract demand, eh, we'll just kill him. But wouldn't he rather have his football team winning? No, because he'll kill him and bring back another one that won't remember oh. that he was demanding the money. Well, why doesn't he just do that in the first place then? Instead of putting a defect in that'll kill him, why not just change his brain to not want as much money? Well, <laughs> that would cost more than $1.3 million. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. I guess, yeah, if it's a question between $1.3 $300 million, And that's I what know. I love, too, is at this point, if you've paid him $300 million, how much more could he really hold you up for? Yeah, that's true. He's, I think they say he's the, like the highest paid QB in the XFL. <laughs> just a reminder, we're talking about the XFL. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, what, what contract demands? He's obviously giving him whatever he wants. I, I can't imagine he could get any more than that. Yeah. But anyway, there's a guy in this party who expresses concerns like, oh, I thought you were really done for or whatever. That guy's in Twin Peaks. I'm just going to bring it up. <laughs> It just so happened I was I was like totally like binging on Twin Peaks and then I watched this. It's like that guy's in Twin Peaks. Well, thank you for that. I would not have known that. <laughs> Major Garland Briggs. Uh, I think he actually is a priest in this. Is he? I just I couldn't because I, I think he's got the collar. and He says, "Hey Johnny, I thought you were uh, you know done for or whatever." Because he's got kind of like a Southern accent. Yeah, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. That actor does for sure. I think I think he's I think he's a priest in this. Uh, and so. This is where we get established at this party that uh, Dr. Weir's wife is, is sick because she needs to leave, leave the party early. Yes. And uh, the Speaker of the House just... He's can't. had a change of heart because of his son, right? Yeah. So Drucker gives the speech outside in the press conference of how do you... you know Basically justifying, right, that one 10-year-old boy that we can save, but one, we can't. Yeah. And how do we tell the parents of that? Well, I'm the Speaker of the House, and... That story really hit home. Oh, I'm sorry. You speak I, I I didn't I didn't right. think it was because so terrible. His son went through that exact same thing. He yeah. was like, "Oh, I forgot you were here." And said, "No, it's fine. You've really changed my mind." Yeah, I I don't know. This whole like subplot of he's he's trying to get cloning legalized so that he can turn his secret cloning business into a you know, public cloning yeah. business. I don't know. I, I mean, I like Drucker as a villain. Yeah, for I, the most part. Yeah. We've had some weak villains in movies. I actually like Tony Goldwyn. He's he's been in some stuff that I like and I, he's certainly not the weakest. He's not the best villain in any of the movies we've seen, but he's he's not a problem in this. What else has he been in? I don't I don't recognize him. Uh well, he I know he's like Hollywood royalties, the grandson of the G&MGM. I never knew that. Yeah. Um, Samuel Goldwyn was his grandfather I did not know that so I know he is in I looked it up I didn't know know it either Scandal? I think yeah the show on ABC he's the president Hmm. in Scandal that's not what I watched but he's actually in a movie I think an underrated movie kind of an action comedy with um, Christian Slater uh, Cuffs. And I actually think he's really good in that, because he's kind of the straight man in that, and I actually think he's really good as a straight man. Yeah, I've never seen Cuffs. I, I always, like, see it on, like, a Netflix list or something, or yeah. like, oh, you should watch Cuffs, and I've never watched it. I mean, I don't know if it's aged. There, There's some things in it that are very Christian Slater that I actually like. There's a couple of lines. The, the villain in that, the, the henchman, it's the same thing where the henchman is kind of really more of the the real villain in yeah. that. That's the way to do it. Yeah. He does. I don't know why they made this choice. I know we're running long. This is weird. <laughs> but he know. has just... <laughs> Here's our three-and-a-half-hour podcast about the sixth day. He has, like... I'd call them Hawaiian shirts, but they're not. Because there's one... It's just giant, like, circular fans on the shirt. And then there's one with just his own picture. And he's kind of a weird-looking guy. And it. I think that shirt christian slayers i just have to ask you this where do you buy your clothing and i think <laughs> of that so many times when i see people out in public with some really weird stuff and i'm like there's no way yeah. anybody's gonna know this reference um but uh, i I, that, I can see how that could be a quote that pops into your head a lot okay. where do you buy your clothing look my, my the equivalent for me is from major league when the coach uh spots uh Ricky oh, Ricky Vaughn Vaughn for the first time all the time Oof, look at this guy absolutely that's what I would think in that um, situation. Yeah, so I, I'll recommend it to you. I'll recommend Cuffs to you. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I should probably watch but it. But so, yeah, so I go in. I, I yeah, think Drucker's a good villain. Yeah, does does the job. So, I, I, well, I I think he's good at to start. I think they kind of lose their way with him near the end where he becomes too villainous and too, like... He has a little mustache twirling towards the end. I like a villain where I, it seems like they're setting him up to be like, he had good intentions and he thinks he's actually doing good in the world, right. but he's kind of gone down a path that... He's committed to now and he can't. He's like, oh, I would have preferred if he's like, I've done a lot of bad things I shouldn't have done, but I can't back out now. I'm a clone. Like, I'm stuck. Right. And and they kind of do give you that in the movie that it's justified of why he has to basically keep covering it up. Because as a clone, he'd be killed. He'd either be killed and or even if he wasn't killed, if he lost all of his property rights because he couldn't own anything, the richest and most, more important than the president would lose everything. Then, yes, I could understand why he would go to at all costs. Yeah. Oh, for most of the movie, he's a very plausible and interesting villain until he becomes a jelly monster. <laughs> Is that what you have? For yeah, me? That's, yes, that's what I. I yeah. just call him eighty four percent Drucker. Is that? Actually <laughs> what have that in seems my about nose. right. I like the jelly monster, though. But that's what ruins it. But yeah, for, for most of the movie, he's a pretty good villain. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah, we got a pointless shot of Adam crawling out of a river. We don't we didn't need to I don't even have that. He, he, we see him crawl out of the river and then cut to the police station. It's like we could have started here. We didn't need to see him crawl out of the river. It's funny cuz my notes actually I just skipped over him crawling out of the river. It's a quick shot. It's part I think it's part of one of those crazy transitions with like the transformer sound effects and all that, you know, like one of those th- I think it's just like bur, 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 river crawling bur, 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 police station, you know, it's real quick. Yeah, so he tries to file a police report and I don't know. Does this police captain or whatever? Does he seem competent to you? No. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. In in, in later scenes, also, but yeah, in both both cases, I mean, just the idea of like that he'd be so disbelieving about like this clone story. Just like I just got my pet cloned. I'm a clone too. You're crazy. What kind of world is this? We can we see that cloning is a real thing. Not, well, no, no. Ten years ago, you had an example of it going wrong, so why wouldn't it be plausible, yeah, right? Yeah, it seems so plausible. The, the technology has been proven to exist. Right. For exactly. it to have happened. Exactly. So, why is it, again, it would be like you saying that you saw an alien? Could you pick the alien that you saw out of this lineup? No, it should be plausible just to the police. Well, it's like. If you were setting a movie in the 90s and it's just like, who was the eighth president of the, of the U.S.? I'll pull a device out of my phone and immediately know. That's crazy. It's like if you set a movie in 2017, you don't need to like – no one would think you're crazy. Right. So in a world where the cloning exists, the, the virtual psychiatrist comes up in a <laughs> stupid <laughs> gag. It is a stupid gag. Can I just say something you've still – I don't need my phone to know that the 8th President of the United States is Martin uh, Van Bure. Yeah, there's Martin Thank Van you Seinfeld. I think my subconscious went with 8th President for a reason. So you could prove your uh, your Seinfeld bona fides. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sidetrack just for a quick moment. Okay. My, yeah, we can't, sorry. We can't survive any more sidetracks. <laughs> yes, we can. My kids were so amazed the other day because... Um, uh, there, there's, a, there's a book that's lying around the house that has some trivia about baseball. It's really written for kids. I bought it for Jonathan a long time ago. Mm. And Jonathan started asking me questions. And keep in mind, you know, it's for kids. So the, the questions, it's for each major league team, and it's like a little bit of trivia for each team. Gives the mascot and whatever. And okay. something about the ballpark. But so he was asking me questions, and, you know, it wasn't even just, you know, like, what team did Jackie Robinson play for? You know, that, that's obvious. Each one of the teams, they, he asked me the question, and I know the answer. And their astonishment, That I didn't have to look it up on a phone? Yeah. I can't tell you, like, the bewilderment of them. Or, like, if they were here right now and they knew, and I could tell you who the eighth president of the United States, and they're seven and nine for people listening. It Honestly, the kids growing up today, I'm not sure that... Memory means anything to them because they just no. I am not going to bother. I am just going to go ask Alexa. Do you think that's a generational thing? Or do you think that's just that they're so young that they don't have enough life experience to have accumulated that sort of knowledge? I just I was more taken aback that they haven't seen any that they they're like that. How do you know this stuff? Like, I but I guess my question is when they're in their twenties. Do you think they'll still be that way, or do you think they'll? I mean, obviously, uh, eighth president of the United States is pretty specific, but surely they'll have certain knowledge that they won't have to look up just because they're interested in it. Yeah, no, they'll have some, but it's just the, I was just, I guess, blown away by that. It was was almost like I was doing a, like a trick a magic trick, trick yeah, yeah like i was doing a magic trick that how does dad know these things huh. he's not asking a device he's not typing it into google i think just the idea of having knowledge specific knowledge yes. will be a foreign concept to i i don't know you're right as my kids grow up and they get older and have in, things that are interested they will remember things but i just i, I just i don't know I was gave, there's no longer the need to want to learn these things. Like, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Like the only things that they will know like that are the things that they just absorb naturally. Yeah, because and of an interest, not because they feel the need to know. You know, common form. kind of. Knowledge, right. not, maybe not common knowledge, but certain trivia. In case they're on Jeopardy or something. like Yeah, yeah. and I mean, what's funny is that, you know, I, I I joke with people that before the internet, I I liked to have thought of myself as the IMDB before that. I would try and make recommendations for people, and I would have, you know, different connections, and I could just remember these things. Yeah, That skill isn't needed anymore, but I still kind of have it, and it's just amazing to me that my kids were so blown away by, oh, my, how does dad know these things? But I think those skills will still be needed. It'll just be more spe- uh, specific to probably a person 's expertise rather than people having general general knowledge yeah. about things that our generation had earlier probably felt the need to have yeah. in the not too distant future, right but sooner than you think yeah all right so we 'll get back yeah th- I just had basically what I had about this policeman is that i 'm very concerned about the police because they seem very incompetent in the it's, future it 's not so much this we already talked I talked about he should at least have a certain he should be at least open to the notion that <laughs> yes, this that is, is a possible. real thing. But it's later when he actually he sees uh, what's the the dumb henchman who dies again later. Uh Wiley Wiley. When he sees Wiley's corpse, he's like, I think he's dead. And no, 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 he's just uh, knocked out or whatever. It's like, yeah. oh, that his tongue—that's normal. Yeah, just, <laughs> and that cop just lets it go. <laughs> There's a homicide. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah, homicide. This isn't the police's purview. You can go ahead. <laughs> That's how powerful, I guess, this corporation is, that, like, the corporate employees of replacement technologies can just blow off this cop about a homicide that is a body right in front of you. You're a cop. With <laughs> the tongue being stuffed back into the mouth. That's the part that this cop really infuriated me. I mean, I could, uh, here I could buy that he just thinks he's a nutball, came in off the street, and that's, you know, he throws him in a broom that's obviously just like a holding broom. Well, I guess uh, Michael uh, Rooker... Changes his police file to say that he's an escaped mental patient? I, I, wasn't, yeah, I wasn't clear on that. Again, of how how integrated replacement technologies was, that they have control over it. And you're yeah, right, the, the dumb gag of the, the attorney and the psychiatrist, which and it really was bad that it's Freudian, too. It's just so... Yeah, he's got an accent. It was so stupid. They should have bonded about their accents. <laughs> like, oh, you too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh that's awesome.
0: So I don't know why I have this but when I I have Rooker gets a text message on a key fob where where Adam is held. No, it's a smart pager. It's <laughs> is a that what it It's is? a pager. This is what they're predicting the future to be. He's carrying around oh, a pager that tells him that swing in a myth. Yeah, for sure. The idea that anyone have any kind of pager. <laughs> I mean it's got like a touchscreen. The future. I mean, I guess you could if you wanted to call a smartphone a pager. It's got a touch. If it it's all the same thing. Like it's but I think the the people making this movie were saying, "Oh, it's a futuristic pager." You know, but they they were close enough. It's basically a smartphone we has got. I guess <laughs> it's a good thing Steve Jobs came around. <laughs> yes, that is true. Uh well, here's my question about this whole he he changes Adam's file to say that he's a, sca- a mental patient real Adam called in about his stolen car. So what if real Adam had been the first one there or, you know, the first one to contact the police? I yeah. guess, I guess they really don't care which Adam they pick up. As they're long as they pick t- they're up just going to get rid of one of them, I guess. But if that's the case, if they really didn't care, why don't they just go back to the house and get the real Adam? Yeah. I mean, I think their preference is to get the clone back, but yeah, later I mean, they just be like, well, whatever. We're, we'll we're in too deep. <laughs> we'll take whatever we can get. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where the bad guys get cloned. Right. Yes, so ultimately, so you you lost Vampira, and then you lose Wiley, as, as noted, because Wiley is is hanging out. Right. Well, there, it's it's, too, it's a quick scene where they come back, and you already mentioned she doesn't look her hair or whatever. Yeah. And oh, and she, that's right, she doesn't come along because Michael Rooker's like, take some time to fix your hair. Yes, to get it the way you want it. <laughs> yeah. So they like only bring Wiley. Come, she doesn't have to come on the job. No, <laughs> because <laughs> so to get so that weird. awful hair back is so important. And then you you get this is where you're getting like the. The relate not the relatability, but it's making clone Adam more villainous because you're getting the psychosomatic that they don't make Wiley go in because he's freaking out because he feels like his chest is like caved in. Right. Yeah. Which is weird. You'd think they would just snip off the memory of their death. Why do they feel the need to have them remember being run over by a car? (laughs) It's terrible. Yeah. And I love too. There's no sympathy from Terry Crews. Right. Get over it. No wonder he's such a bad shot. He's just, like, shaking from, like, the <laughs> memories of all his deaths. That's, what a horrible thing. They have to remember the way they died. Like, that's, that's crazy. Anyway, yeah. They, they come to the police station, and Adam smashes his way through the TV. Yeah, can you tell me why was, a secure room has a TV with a giant <laughs> hole in the wall? I was confused by this, too. But I think what they're going for is, you know, like, in an interrogation room in a typical cop show, it would be a mirror but in the future, it's a flat screen TV that the other room that he smashes into is supposed to be the room where the cops watched like the perp or whatever. You think so? I think so. Because there's, there's a shelf full of like CDs. Oh, that could be which recording. Is, yeah, which is not very futuristic. But yeah, I think they're like recording the room and, gotcha. you know, I think that's what it's supposed to be. I just that's my guess I don't know if that's actually what it is but I think that's what they're going for so he gets out you're right though I just I have Rooker tries to play off a broken neck is a concussion pulse (laughs) no pulse is strong and for some reason the way he says it is so funny he's jamming his tongue back at I mean I do think this is kind of black humor that works pretty well that he's trying to play off this body "Ah, he's fine but anyway it's number seven this guy's now on the body count twice and he will be on one more time since we're counting this way Otherwise, we're zero because everyone's come back so far. Yeah, so. no, no, no. We're we're at seven. Okay. Oh yeah, he goes try, try to stay dead this time, which does not happen. You're dead. No, because the whole exchange is terrible. You're dead. No, you're dead. <laughs> that's right. Try to stay dead this time. <laughs> it's so terrible. <laughs> the way you read that is like kids. You're dead. No, you're dead. No, you're dead. That's basically what it's. Yeah, like. <laughs> and that is the dialogue. That is accurate. It's more. He's just astonished. You're dead. Again, he should know. There's cloning and. If he knows he's been cloned, he shouldn't be surprised when these guys are cloned, but whatever. You're right. Uh, So then Adam takes off to Hank's apartment. Apparently, as all of this has gone on, the bad guys have spent all this time trying to find Adam, clone Adam. They must have have other people that are in charge of cloning Hank and getting Hank back to his place. Well, but nothing went wrong with Hank in the way it went wrong with Adam. Like, they accidentally cloned Adam while the real Adam was still alive. Which is why they have to go crazy trying to rope him back in. Whereas Hank is dead, so replacing Hank, now everything's back to normal and they're done basically. And so we get some more uh, technology and almost losing the PG thirteen rating. Hologirl is bad. (laughs) Yeah, this is bad. It doesn't again doesn't make sense. Like the rules of just like it's a hologram, but it has a physical like you know. How does that work? How does it work? Yeah, it's not explained. It's stupid. It's a dumb gag. It's all stupid. Yeah, and I mean it's really over the top too in terms of uh, being chauvinistic because I can understand with Hank, right? Because Hank is the you know the primary user or whatever, right? But when Arnold comes bursting in through the door, she's offering Adam, well, you want a beer?" I mean, it's it's really yeah, chauvinistic. That's the part that is pretty chauvinistic. I agree. It's it's not even so much like you know. I feel like the kind of sexual part is weirdly more acceptable because it's not too it different from for. like porn you know? Yeah. Like, you know it's like yeah it's, it's what it's for yeah when Adam comes in and she's like I'm going to be subservient to you strange man yeah here's a beer I'll get you a beer <laughs> how could a hologram get you a beer is it a hologram beer <laughs> I think about that actually I guess she can go and check up. a em- beer is it just an empty gesture yeah that that's creepy and just like her like kind of vacant like demeanor and yeah it's gross I don't know, but it's kind of portrayed as gross. Like Adam points out that it's gross, oh, yeah. so I, I think the movie is more or less off the hook. But it's it, no question that it's gross. It is, and but Adam also is kind of the moral compass in this movie, too, right? Right. I don't. I don't think Hank necessarily. I think Hank probably is. Oh no, he's fine with it. He has no. He has no problems with the way that she's uh, <laughs> behaving. He sits down in that massage chair and he's ready. Well, that raises all kinds of questions. <laughs> it can take a physical form, but then when she disappears, what's? Happening afterwards, just some gross questions you could ask about, like, how does it deal with cleanup? You know, it's just, I I don't even want to, you know, get into it. How does one banana steal another banana? These are the kinds of questions I don't want to answer. What is that from? I recognize it. Mr. Banana Grabber. Oh yes! How does one banana steal another banana? See, these are the kind of questions <laughs> I don't oh, want to answer. I need to rewatch the rest of the Development. Yeah, especially since there's going to be a season five. The only yes, the only banana grabber related quote I remember is, "Look, a seagull, a <laughs> <I> go. <laughs> so <what? laughs> it's the Only part I remember. Uh, I really shouldn't have given up animation rights. <laughs> uh, the sixth day, we we can't <laughs> stop diverging because we don't want to talk about it, and now this podcast can be four hours long. That's all right. Because uh, we're going to bomb through some of this stuff. So, this is where I pick up on Bomber Jacket Adam. Uh, Because this is the shaving cut. This is how he passes right. with the shaving cut. This it's is so stupid. Somehow proof that uh, he's not a clone. So dumb. Yeah, and Hank just takes it yeah. as, you know, oh, that makes sense. Hank. Is <laughs> no, not, it does not. <laughs> no, and Hank is not a smart character either. He's kind of sleazy and stupid. Uh, I have a possible pun here. I'll give you a ruling here. Now that, Ad, now that the real Adam is here, I was calling him George Clooney. So, George Cloney and Hank see Adam. <laughs> And he said something about, I forgot. oh, I'm going to, he's going to kill him. And Hank goes, you're not serious, are you? I'm dead serious. Oh, I didn't think about pun that Pun or no one. pun? It's time for pun or no pun. Uh, that, uh, I'm going to say no pun. Oh, really? Okay. I, I, I had it down, but I, I, I think you're, you're, you're a tiebreaker, so. Yeah, I'm not sure that one is. Okay, so zero. All right. Um, so this is when they decide that uh, they, they're going to go and go to Adam's house. Right, yeah. That's where that happens, because he's going to... He decides not to kill Adam, who he thinks is a clone. Right. Oh, okay. You're right. When they're hiding in the bushes is when that non-pun happened. But there's, there's another one coming up, because then the, the, his daughter comes out. I like, guess first the wife comes out, and they start fooling around in the, in the minivan. <laughs> yes. In the damn minivan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then the daughter comes out, and he tucks her into bed. And then she goes like, oh, is... The, is is what's, I don't forget the dog's name, but is is he a repeat? Yeah, and... He kind of dodges the question and he goes, I'm sorry, I, I won't let Oliver in the house. I haven't been myself lately. <laughs> that one you got to give me. That one I'm going to give you, okay. yes. So there's fun number one. Yeah. Uh, and this is when Rooker and uh, Vampira show up. Yeah, and they assume he's the real Adam. Can you tell me why? He there's, has the bomber jacket on. <laughs> I have that exact note. He's wearing the same clothes they just saw him in like an hour ago. I, this infuriated no, me. No, it's bad. It makes no sense. If, they, if he had changed clothes, I can kind of buy it. But even then, you'd think they would just be safe. Right. They should just bring them both in kill them both and start over. Just fresh start. <laughs> I like that solution. It's probably the re- the, it's right the best one. It's the best solution that they're already committed to doing this cloning thing. That's how you fix this problem. Instead of like, yeah, they're, they're like trying Try. so hard to not bring in the real Adam. Well, yeah, why? Yeah, I don't, I, why do they care? Because that's the other thing is that at the end of the movie the clone Adams scans come back clear. Well, they already took his scan when the, he, he put his face in that contraption. No, so what I have to say is that the clone uh, blank wasn't in, you didn't have some disease that was going to kill it after so many years. What I'm saying is oh, that right. what I'm saying is that if all of them always had that, then I can understand, oh, you gotta keep the real Adam because otherwise we're gonna have to keep doing this because this poor guy wasn't you know, isn't supposed to die. Yeah, that makes sense. They're saving themselves work a couple years on the line. But it doesn't make sense because the clone Adam comes back with a health scan that's totally clear. Oh, I didn't even make that connection that he's got no defects. Yes, he has no defects. Why doesn't he? They went all this way to make it clear that these blanks are supposed to have defects and then somehow clone adam is fine i didn't put the two and two together i didn't realize that's what he meant by no defects I, that's what i took it as huh yeah that's not you're, explained at all but you're right they, they, they literally have them both there now whether or yeah. not they realize that they should just waste them both and waste hank again well the real adam comes into the house to investigate a noise or whatever so yeah all well, they could have they could have very easily just uh, if if they had decided to take this we don't care who this is just just take him and let's do a sweep of the house. And they would have found the real Adam and had them both. And here's the other thing, too. I can understand. Okay, so if they're going to be- not believe or not figure out that bomber Jacket Adam clearly is the clone that hasn't changed his clothes. <laughs> right. Why wouldn't they just stake out the house? They're there. Obviously, one of them is there. If they already think that Adam's probably clone, Adam's going to go back there. Just stay at the house. Well, they are at the house. They did come to the house. I don't know if they're staking it out. But no, because they, they get in the car, and I think the car drives away. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's true. Or they very least leave one guy there. I mean, it's, right. we, it's weird how they're all together. Like, they won't leave each other's side. <laughs> it's like, yeah, leave one of them at the house. You don't need to all be together all the time. There's four of you yeah. with laser guns. Yeah, that is true. You're, you're right. Uh, yeah, we get a quick scene of Robert Duvall and his wife just kind of setting up their relationship. Which yeah. Which I like, but there's nothing really to talk about. No. It's it, a nice scene, but. It's good stuff, but there's not really that much of it. In here and it really is just to separate Weir from Drucker, is really what this is. Yeah, I guess so. It gives it gives Weir a reason to turn against Drucker later, right. which doesn't really go anywhere, but still. Yeah, because I think really Weir is what I wanted Drucker to be when it comes right down to it. Yeah, it's like he's going along with it, but he has reservations, which would make it more interesting than. And then he's, and I, as you say, he's kind of in too deep at this point that he just doesn't have a choice. Anymore. Right. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Adam we, and Hank we get back to <laughs> Hank's place. Yeah, and I have Bomber Adam sits in the hollow Girl chair. Apparently, she is a one woman man. But, <laughs> but su- yes, <laughs> but suggests just go getting the reinstallation disc. Yeah, I don't know how that works. So, would that make her belong to Adam then, basically? That's is not, how that, yes. That's, yeah, it's, it's so gross. There's so many things <laughs> about this that are bad. Yeah, I, I guess it's like a sales pitch. Just like you could buy one of these at home. It's really what it is. I think. Go get this massage chair. <laughs> yeah, but then Hank uh, just gets blasted from the outside. So all the all the the hijinks. Oh no, they're, the, the, her hijinks are not over because it, even during this like confrontation, she's like. Making quips and things, right? Yes, because Adam uses it as a distraction, and then she gets shot, and much like the Simpal, she yes. goes, She also screams in pain. Yes, but even though she's a hologram and not actually being harmed. No, at least the Simpal is getting blown up. It passes right through her. Yeah. Everything is programmed to feel pain. <laughs> even um, even the self-driving cars probably would scream if you like shot at it. You mean it's, the self-driving car is going to be like the Hal 9000? I could sing you a song. <laughs> right. Daisy. That's basically what was happening with the OnStar. I can't drive anymore. <laughs> I'm afraid, uh, Michael Rappaport. You drive, uh, Hank. I'm afraid. <laughs> you are so loopy. This we're having way too much fun with. What's this. going on? Uh, but yeah, so Trip apparently is like an expert assassin because he just is blasting Rappaport through the window. He's responsible for most of, the, or at least like half poop. of the bodies in this. This yeah. is the first real body that's not going to come back. So this is eight total, but this is like permanent death this is the first one. Because so they're not bringing him back again. No, can I ask you this? So, you get this struggle for the laser gun. Trip gets shot in the stomach. How does Adam not get hit at all? Uh, I don't remember the specifics of how this fight goes. I mean, Trip seems reluctant to kill him because he thinks he's the real Adam for reasons unknown. Yeah, but well, that's the other thing I have here later. It's like, why doesn't this guy want to destroy this clone. Yeah, I mean, he seems to think that he's not the clone. He wants to destroy all clones for religious reasons. He doesn't think they have a soul or whatever. Yeah. But he doesn't want to kill what he considers to be real people. So I think that's what it is, right? He thinks this is the real Adam. You're probably right, but why does he think that? I don't. Know. I don't know that, but I still just the trajectory the way he gets shot. I'm not sure because he's bleeding from the stomach when you see him. After yeah, that the logistics. I don't remember how that all went. Down. All right. Well, it bothered me, but I just had that. My neck note is apparently in the future, religious zealots drive VW Beetles. <laughs> yes. Well, he's like a hippie zealot. He's like kind of that kind of a, He's wearing like a, a what like a do rag and like kind of tie dye shirts and things. Like he's that. He's like a Mother Nature zealot. Well, so, VW fits perfectly with it, that guy. It did not have futuristic hubcaps like some of the other cars. No, that's true. He's number nine. Yeah, so <laughs> he gets shot, escapes, and then just crashes his car. I don't know what the point of that was. No, well, the point is that he says he, he tells Adam that Drucker's a clone and that you need to shoot me in the head because we've got... A person on the inside, as we already said, goes nowhere. Goes nowhere. I was waiting for those guys to appear, and they never did. No, you know actually what I thought it was? And again, I didn't remember this. I thought it was weird. I almost would be more interested if it was weird that he has these reservations and that he's like, you know what, I want out of this, and reveals that Drucker is a clone. That could be, but I think we see him have the change of heart during this movie. I think if it was established that he had had a change of heart... Prior to the movie beginning. No, I agree with you. But what I'm saying is watching the movie, what I thought was, oh, it's probably Duvall. But it, yeah. it never pays off. I actually, I think it would be better if that's what the choice that they made. Yeah, actually, I agree now that you say that. I mean, you could just shift his change of heart to purport a movie and he just tells Adam, oh, when I learned what was really happening, whatever. You know, I decided yeah. to work with this group. That's the thing is this, this like, zealot group is just so ill-defined. You know, like we said, unlike other movies like Total Recall, where you it, they're an organized group, here it just seems like a bunch of yahoos all working separately. This guy Trip doesn't seem like part of a grand organization, even no. though he says he is. He, he seems just seems like one wacko, a loner, right? Yeah. He seems like a loner who drives a VW Beetle. Yeah. Anyway, he's number nine. This is where the bad guys shoot up, shoot, uh, show up, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a laser show. Yeah, that's what I have. It's a laser show. <laughs> it's kind of worth it for Michael Rooker's foot. That's so bad that I laughed. I laughed for a long time. <laughs> I did too, and it's mainly because I think Michael Rooker sells it. And my- <laughs> Totally the wrong way, though, but yes. But can I ask you this before that? How did Bomber Adam get in that van to get the drop on Vampire? Oh, I know. I thought he ran away. Like, you basically see him run away, but he- and they're like, where is he? It's like, he ran away. And then I was wrong. He's in the back of that van. But... It's a random van. How did he get in there? Bomber oh. Adam has keys to a bunch of cars. Somehow. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, you're right. He has like the It's a the parking garage. S- he has the skeleton key to every car in the world. <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs> I didn't think about it. It's absurd. I mean, maybe uh, this no, is a it's world that don't try and explain. <laughs> you're not going to accept any, not- any devil's advocate he from me. He's in a parking garage at <laughs> Hank's apartment and got inside of a random person's van. But I was going to say this is a future where you need a thumbprint to start a car. So maybe just people leave their cars unlocked. Cause like no one can steal this. You don't have my thumbprint unless you shoot my thumb off and pick it up. Then you can it's steal my car. It's a good thing car. Adam thought to do that in this very scene. <laughs> yeah. It's very fortunate. He happened to blow off her fingers, but not her whole hand. It didn't disintegrate her hand. Just, when, when Michael Rooker's leg gets blown off, a whole chunk of his leg is just gone. It's just, it's, it's obliterated. Including his new boot. Right. <laughs> well, no, his boot seemed fine. I don't know what he's complaining about. He can still <laughs> use that boot. He needs a new foot, but the boot is fine. No, but when he shoots her hand, the fingers all like scatter. It's, it's yeah, it doesn't seem like it has that fine of damage it's, to bored fingers. It's ridiculous. So and, Michael Rooker stand there on one leg, screaming, and then hopping around, and he's firing too. That's so goofy and bad. Like you can see his leg tucked up, like the contour of his leg is totally visible, being the like, one tucked up underneath his coat. It's such an unconvincing, and the idea that he just stands there on one leg, his leg gets shot, he just stands there, and goes ah, he doesn't even fall over. No, he spreads his arms and screams. No, and he's—I think he's shooting too at Adam right. as he's yeah, driving eventually. away. Eventually, he does, yeah. It's so goofy. I'm embarrassed to admit this, but that might have been my favorite part in the movie. Oh, it was definitely my favorite part. This loops all the way back around to amazing. It's so bad. This is like, you know, Ed Wood territory. Just you can clearly see his foot tucked up. You know, he's obviously just standing on one leg. Adam doesn't even shoot off the leg away from the camera. It's the leg closest to the camera so you can see his leg tucked up. If you pause, I almost want to pull it up, but I just want to look at it and laugh because it's so <laughs> bad. Here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I know we're so long, but I, I just want to see Michael Rooker's uh, leg get blown up. Yeah, there is the van. Here's the van that he shouldn't be in. Oh, he totally misses. One. Here goes the leg. <laughs> look at the contour. You can so see his leg tucked so up crazy. you can see where his knee is I, if i had a telestrator i could totally draw the out, total outline of his leg and i think you even see his foot what is that thing by his ass it's his foot i think you're right what a terrible effect and the fact that he just stands there and screams with his arms out, outreached. I'm sorry. I have to admit, I think this is my favorite Look at part. this image. I wish I wish this was a visual podcast because, man, look at this. You can so see where his knee is bent there. Yes, like the light can. is glinting off of his knee. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I and mean, this is the tombstone falling over in, you know, in Plan 9. This is, Yes, it is. This is clearly fake. You have to do another take. This is clearly fake. It's perfect. It's not about the little details. It's about the big picture. I just bought that on Blu-ray. I've not watched it yet. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen. it. I gotta I watch that again. I do too. Where the hell were we? Uh, so now we actually we get um, the payoff that um, Catherine Weir she um, she's gonna die. She she doesn't want to be brought back, and it, it, it's it's right after this. Mrs. Weir is dying of a childhood disease. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. that's why the doctor's, like, perplexed, why, how could could that be? It doesn't make any sense, right? I could very easily see a movie that follows Weir, like, the two of them, and, like, takes this subject matter seriously, even though it's about cloning, which is kind of inherently goofy. Like, Weir's story is actually interesting. As little as all that gets with him and his wife, I just wanted to watch that, you know? I mean, as much as I love an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, and I did kind of enjoy this movie, there's real drama there, and there's no drama at all. And this goofy, like, am I a clone or not? I don't think it matters. Oh well, <laughs> just shoot a bunch of guys. You know, like, there's nothing really interesting. Let's to do the that main laser show. And that's that, that's just yes, some Pink Floyd going on. That's basically what the ending of this movie is. But it's just, it's really a, a testament to or testament's the wrong word, but it really shows how bad the main story is when the little glimpses of actual drama show up, and it's just like, thank God. It's like water in a desert. (laughs) Robert Duvall acting and having a real, you know, a real relationship with a real person. Uh, So then we get Adam is heading into, (laughs) heading into, uh, is it replacement technologies? Yes, replacement (laughs) technologies. It's such a generic name, I can understand why you wouldn't remember. (laughs) I... (laughs) I know we spent too much time. Can we talk about this cooler? Because it's my second oh, favorite part. This is so dumb. I can't believe it works. It's so dumb. Not only that, but it's pointless because the only thing in there is a gun that he then just puts in his coat. There, He doesn't That's walk true, through a never. metal detector. There's no metal detectors. I went back three times to make sure... Was he trying to get it through some sort of security device Yeah. that, oh, you put the cooler through for some reason I and mean, it I goes guess through separate? I guess it's implied that there's some kind of device that we I'm would- telling you, I looked in the background. There are no metal detectors. It's absurd. There's no reason for this cooler. Well, presumably the metal detector would pick up the cooler, the gun in the cooler also, right? Because, well, I mean, organs is not going to be metal, so no, he's lying. No, but for some reason I thought that maybe, oh, he comes off with it that there's organs in there and so they don't go through the metal detector is the only oh you know okay this doesn't go through right again that would be a big leap but i'm telling no, you're you, right <laughs> there's nothing for him to take it through and then he literally <laughs> you see him take it out later and put it in his coat why did not he know. just happen in his coat to begin with what even happens this time because i'm getting him mixed up with the second time he comes here does he shoot anybody does he need this gun yeah he does he breaks into the. This is where he talks to Duvall. Yes, and he uses oh, he takes a guy hostage. He doesn't shoot anybody, but he takes a guy hostage. Yeah, he uses it. it to get the thumbprint because eventually Vampira's thumb doesn't work anymore. Okay, but presumably he could have gotten all the way and had this conversation with Robert Duvall if not for the bad luck of her showing up. Yeah, so he really didn't need this gun. You're right. Didn't think about it. it, it oh, this entire sequence is. Stu- it was only to have this, you know, comical scene of. Well, right, it, and it's not funny. Well, it's like. This is a facility that's accustomed to dealing with cloned organs. They would have a, a system for, you know, arriving and departing you know, biological material. Just like, I've mean, it in this cooler, you know, like, take it around back or take it to the, you know, right. the service entrance or whatever the hell it would be. There must be some way instead of just like, oh, you know, it's a flesh-eating virus, so I'll trust it's you. so dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. But... We then do I don't want to skip over cuz I think we do have another pun coming up right. This one's going to count. <laughs> <laughs> this one absolutely counts. How could it not? Cuz I'm all thumbs today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's like the pun of the movie. Pun number 2. One of the best I I think that's a great pun. <laughs> it, it works agree. on both levels. I, this is this is a well-written pun. I cannot disagree in any. Definitely the best one in a long time. Yes. Uh, and so then, yeah, so then I just say the, the killing crew comes back and that's when they discover that, Oh, her, her thumb has already been used and they shut it down. Yeah. I don't remember if this is before or after that, but I just, I know I found my notes about as Adam is infiltrating this corporate complex, you see all the little sub it's like, it gives like a montage, of like all the different areas of the corporate headquarters. And there's an area for repat. There's an area for new Oregon. And then there's one called new salmon, it's new salmon. yeah, that's the cloning of the fish, because in, in Drucker's original speech, when he's trying to justify it oh, they I fed guess half so. the, apparently the world was only eating just, salmon. Yeah, just fish. I forgot about that, yeah. not they, just, just fish,, according just to you, just salmon.: salmon. But uh, so yeah, I forgot about that that the oceans were like all the fish died, presumably yeah. from global warming or and something, or who they don't explain no. Or, you know, plastics. Or and whatever. apparently people were only eating fish to survive as well. I forgot about that because I saw that sign. It's like, new salmon? Like, they have a specific company just to clone salmon? I was so perplexed by that. But you're right. I did forget about that. The movie but does explain it. That's fair. So <laughs> can I ask you, you know, so then Adam ultimately needs now another thumb because Vampires has been shut down. This guard, why does this guard go so quietly? Why is he not screaming and yelling? Yeah, he's, he's definitely not. Uh, you'd think he'd have some kind of, like, panic button or something something or yeah or, or like a code he could put in that yeah i agree would say i'm under duress yeah. i mean either way look he has to get him to wear so why he, even have this subplot of the thumb doesn't work now like the screenplay is over itself and then immediately solving the complication to the point where there's no reason for it to even exist you're right because it's not like you'd have to sacrifice the best part of it which is I'm all thumbs lately it's right you still have that work as long as that's in that's all that matters that's <laughs> the priority is getting that pun in yeah Oh, there's more here about uh, what's-his-name's neck now. He's complaining about his neck. They keep having to like, do Psychosomatic. this. Psychosomatic. They do this gag again. It's like, that's, it's, that was your old neck, and this is your new neck, and your new neck is fine. It's just like, why are you still explaining this? And Terry Crews continues to have no sympathy yeah, for him. Yeah, you already did this scene. Why do we need it again? I agree. Uh, this is where you then get Weir and Adam together, and I, I just have Weir, Weir and Adam have an exposition chat. Yeah, that's for sure. So I mean, it's, it it's good. You need to understand how a lot of this works and, like, why... Adam was cloned. I mean, I, I kind of had put it together, I think, by this point. just like, oh, they switched places, and so they thought he died. And, you know, yeah. for the most part, I think they're just kind of making sure you understand what you probably could have already figured out. Yeah. This, this is, is where you do have the, you cloned the wrong man. Okay, yeah, I missed that line. I do think it's weird that like he plays them Drucker's memories, and it's basically just like a VHS machine. <laughs> That's how memory works, apparently. You can rewind it and... <laughs> It's so. If only memory was really like that, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a like simplistic idea of the way memory would work. I agree, but th- and this is where you get the you're right the more complete picture of yes. Yeah, I'll get you a couple of tickets. Drucker seems like a really nice guy in that scene. He's getting some random stranger, basically. <laughs> well, my note is Drucker calls to get Adam Gibson tickets. Boy, is Hank going to be disappointed? <laughs> Because he thinks it's right. There'll be a will call for Adam <laughs> He specifically says get Adam Gibson some tickets. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. That's awesome. Not that it matters. They all end up dying anyway. I also hear in my notes, I have the notes about that weird exchange. Hey, you own the Roadrunners, right? Amongst other things. You a fan? No, I'm a big fan of both those teams. What does I don't understand? <laughs> Hank was smoking too much weed with uh, with the the previous Yeah, I think they must have changed uh, Drucker's line in oh, like the VO because it's just VO. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, we learn. We see Drucker's death and we learn why Adam cloned. blah, blah, blah. And then Rooker at least is a pretty smart uh, smart villain because he realizes why they, the rest of the security team can't find Adam on any of the cameras because he's in the one place there are no cameras. Yeah, that's true. And that makes sense. It's so secret. Yeah. That, uh, you I wouldn't mean, have anything there. Because uh, this, is, this is where they decide to basically go for leverage, get Right, this is where he takes uh, the, the, the sin of the Drucker's sin courting. Yeah. That's such a stupid word. And it gets used more and more as the movie goes on. I get that Bomber Jacket Adam changes to Security Jacket Adam, and he, he hijacks a truck. Can you tell me why that the guy who it looks like it's like a FedEx truck, he's trying to disarm Adam in the truck? Oh, I didn't notice that. Yes. He's being a hero? Is that what it is? Or? It looks like it, and then Adam gives him like a punch. I just asked you, I'm like, what do you think happens to that delivery driver? Because he hits the OnStar button to get it to the elementary school, because this is when you know he figures out from Weir that they're going after his family. Yes. So what do you think Coincidentally, coincidentally it's, it's purely speculation on Weir's part, but he happens to be correct. Just at this moment is where Drucker's going after his family, and Weir just guesses, maybe he's going after your family. It's like, wow, that was a nice coincidence. Thank you. Anyway, no. Well, but first he, he hits the OnStar button, and he tells the guy, get out. And the thing goes, I don't understand Get Out. I have that written down. And it's, it's a, lot, in of a lot of movies. We weren't tracking it, but I wish we were. We should cause... have. What's funny is we track the puns that there aren't that many of, and then Get Out is probably in half of his movies. We renamed the podcast to Get Out and Machine Guns. Yeah. There are more times when that happens. So I, I just assume that delivery driver survives just because Adam is a good guy. I didn't even note this confrontation, so no. it must not have been bad enough for me. to. I certainly don't have a body here. So we, uh, we have Clara at her recital, and <laughs> Vampira and Terry Cruz figure out about the recital because of that you do not want these futuristic refrigerators because it leaves behind too many things for bad guys to know about your life. Yeah, it's just blabbing about uh, where they are. Although, I don't know if, how they know which school. They must have to look that up somewhere. Eh, see, I thought that it might actually maybe you know, be on there with like the address of where you need to be at. Well, the note on the fr- fridge just says recital at school oh, does it? with the I time. Didn't, I didn't zoom in. Okay. Whatever. It's the future. That they find out somehow. Um, yeah, and they show up in the school, and they menace Clara with dogs. that Remote-controlled dogs <laughs> that nobody else hears. <laughs> Can you tell me that? nobody? Because no, I mean, they, they are barking. They're barking, and then nobody hears that, or a giant helicopter yes. roaring outside. <laughs> You'd think the whole like recital of people would be like, what's going on outside? The building would be shaking. Yeah, it would be right. outrageously loud. Nobody knows. What, I mean, they are so zoned in on these kids singing. It is a very good recital. Like, if, Extremely professional for a bunch of eight-year-olds. I I noticed that. I'm like, well, this is a really, really well put together production of teddy bear picnic. And I can tell you right now, it would not be like that. In oh no! Life. I mean, I don't have kids, but I have ne- I have a niece and a nephew, and I've been to enough of those. Yeah, these kids are like exactly on time and on pitch. Like they've been whipped into perfect. <laughs> Maybe the the teacher was using robot control robotic dogs. <laughs> That's right. Or remote <laughs> so to control control I thought you were going to say that she replaced all, all the children with sim That yeah, would be great, too. <laughs> but I, I don't have much on this, but these dogs are just so... I mean, there's so much of this futuristic technology. It's just stupid. Do you think these are real dogs that are, like, biologically altered it to respond to remote control commands. I see do you I, think it's like a series of beeps that they hear and understand? Do you think that they're robot <laughs> dogs? I don't think they're robot dogs. I think they're real dogs. I think something in the collar is somehow controlling them, but I don't know understand how that would work. Okay. Like maybe some kind of like pattern of like buzzes that they feel and yeah, something, something something that, you know, maybe it's giving them some shock and so then they know exactly, oh, this is what I need to do. Yeah. I, it was dumb. Well because like Terry Cruz has this remote control and the, the instructions on it they say attack, restrain, turn, turn, I don't know what, what even that means, home, track, and contain, which seems not too different from restrain. <laughs> I don't know what the difference is. And he switches it from restrain to contain and then back, and the dog's behavior changes not one bit. So I don't know what the difference is, but anyway, yes Apparently there isn't any. They take, they kidnap her and Natalie. And uh, laser beams are fired again. Always got to have a laser beam in there. Yeah. I think a real Adam is nowhere to be found, like I... Just, just coincidentally... Oh, you see, he's still just enjoying the really good production inside. But right, he can't tear himself away from this amazing show. Oh. Uh, but, you know, they, they're there to kidnap his wife and daughter. Luckily for them, Natalie was the one who got up looking for her instead of Adam, because right. then they would have had to kidnap him. I, I had that too, that there was way too much circums- you know, coincidence yeah. that they knew where to go, meaning the elementary school, and then you're right, not only that... Claire, I had to go to the bathroom, but then Natalie goes and looks for her. Yeah, this whole thing is just built on screenwriting coincidence. Yeah, for sure. And can you tell me this? With all of this technology, how is it they have worse technology for nine one one than we have today? Yeah, it's just for a joke. I know it's for a joke, but this is an it's unnecessary. the crazy future. You know, that's that's all it is. This, okay, but this is an unnecessary joke because it's not funny. I it agree. doesn't land. No, it's not funny. I mean, this movie wants to be Total Recall or something like that, but it's just choosing the wrong places to do, like, little satirical things, and it's just like... I guess. I mean, I I don't know. Based on that police station we saw earlier, maybe it's just... The entire police, uh, you know... Is just incompetent? Is the whole thing? I don't know. I guess it's because the, the, the Simpsons version of this is way better when Bart just is randomly hitting buttons. You have selected Regicide. <laughs> right. If you know the king name of the king or queen being murdered, press one. That's way <laughs> funnier, I right? No, I wish they funny. would have just lifted that right from the Simpsons. I mean, if they wanted to really commit to this joke, it should have gone on for like three minutes and just like menu upon menu upon menu, yes, yes, yes. increasingly getting infuriated, you know, like... They just don't commit to it enough. Like no. they just abandon the joke before it gets funny. No, and then you finally have Adam meeting Adam. Yeah, I don't know. I, this was the thing I was most looking forward to, and they just don't do much with it. No, he Ed, punches him out because he slept to death with my wife in a damn minivan. It, um, it doesn't. Ed, to be honest, most of the stuff when they're together is not really that great. It's not. It's not. The technology isn't good. Like it doesn't look like they're in the same space. Later on, they're making like thermite or whatever. That's what's coming up next, yeah. And the fire is casting light on their faces differently. Cause I didn't it's that. It's fire and it's unpredictable. So when they shot it twice, yeah. obviously each time the fire burned differently and it, yeah. it totally looks fake. They don't do a good job syncing it up. Like when they do the thermite and they both go, cool. Well, oh, thank you. I have cool. <laughs> but they don't sync it up. It goes, cool, cool. Like, at least get him to say it at the same time. Yeah, everything about this is, is kind of lousy. No, and I, I can and, see going into it why you would be excited for it, and yeah, it's just, just not good. Arnold and Arnold, you get a little bit of that at the end. Mostly, they're cowering behind a helipad. They're not, you know, I want to see two Arnold Schwarzeneggers shooting a bunch of bad guys. Or you never be, get that. They should both be fighting guys at the same time. And right. He, it's nothing. Yeah, and, and also what infuriated me about this he hangs up on the police. Says, There's no point in going to the police. I tried. Yeah, you went by yourself. Maybe if the two of you went together, I didn't think they was... might believe your cloning story now. <laughs> you think? I mean, like, maybe he's worried he doesn't want the clone to be destroyed. Be destroyed. But they don't, you should at least have dialogue for them to think about that and then right. say, well, no, because I'm afraid that you'd get destroyed. Well, that's the thing. I think this punch is just so that they don't have the conversation about who's the real Adam. He goes, we need to save my family. No, they're my family. Punch. You're it's right. like right when they're starting to have this conversation, he punches them out. For the reveal at the end, that's the reason. Yeah, that. they want to save it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just they never <laughs> try to figure out who's real and who's not. That I mean, that could have been a fun, like, funny conversation. They just don't bother. All right, so then we get back to Weir and Drucker, and this is where I had that overacting of don't start, which is just over the top. What is that? Duval, He's, don't start, don't oh. start. Oh, yeah, don't I remember now. did not start. I thought it was fine. He's upset. He learned that his wife died because of him. I think I think Deval's I think really Deval, Robert Devall's performance is the the one thing that I'm not saying his saves o- it. His overall performance is bad. I did not like this. I thought this was a bit of overacting. No, I get where I get where you're coming from. But ultimately, this is he says, yeah, there's leverage, um, you know, in this, and this is when Weir basically says, I don't want anything to do with this anymore. Can I ask you this? Why does Drucker need Weir anymore? It seems like at the end that this like machine and these blanks. Drucker can just run this by himself. Rooker is, like, in there programming the new Drucker to be done. Yeah, I would have to think that you need an expert in case something goes terribly wrong. You know, like, you still need someone who understands how it works, not just how to work it, if you understand what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I do, and you're probably right, but in the end, I mean, if it, if push really came to shove, I don't think he needs Weir anymore. I don't know. I mean, he seems to think he does. Because he's just like I'm gonna make well, sure yeah. I'm gonna fix this and I'm gonna clone you and you're not gonna remember any of this. He's gonna so. do him a favor, right? Exactly. That's a nice villain move. Like he thinks he's doing the right thing. He yeah. think he does think he's doing him a favor. I think he feels completely justified. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I like this scene. I think it's a cool scene. So we've got body count ten and eleven. Uh, Devol's wife died off screen. Yep. And then Devol himself. Both of them are coming back presumably, but we don't know for sure if they ever do or what. <laughs> And so the, the, the kind of, I don't know, is it a ransom exchange here? I mean, I, I don't know what, what this is. Yeah, they're going to exchange his syncording, the bad yeah. guy's syncording for Adam's family. Yeah. There's another possible pun here. Ooh. You tell me. He goes like, oh, we'll make the exchange, blah, blah, blah. You read my mind. Only the highlights. Oh, I didn't think or, about you know, that. reading someone's mind. He literally read his mind. Or watched a VHS recording of it, presumably. <laughs> you think that's a, you read my mind? No? No. Okay, so we're still two then. Yeah, let's keep it at two. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they're going to make an exchange, and they're, they're going to do it at the, at the airport. Yes, and so they show up, and of course it's a double cross, but don't worry, Adam has his power glove, and he just sacrificed a really expensive helicopter. He had to know that this is what they were going to do. Why even bother? Uh, maybe to force their hand, I guess. I don't know. I mean, he does. Or maybe just draw them away because I was going to say he he does split them up. So I guess there is some value in that. It seems like a bad plan on both sides because the bad guys—they just blow up this helicopter. They just assume that he's going to have it on him. If Adam is smart, he won't have it literally physically on him. You know, it just seems like a bad plan to just blow up this helicopter. What if he had a contingency plan? Or oh, if I die, this goes to the police or the news or whatever seems like a terrible plan. They don't know. They don't know what kind of consequences blowing up this helicopter is going to have. I can't disagree with you, but it's okay cuz bomber Adam is landing on <laughs> landing on the helipad and I just love that the security guard accepts a pink slip of paper as a reason to allow it. It's not even filled out. You <laughs> know that? All the blanks are just empty. And I said, think, think about it, the entire place is on alert. <laughs> this is so dumb. Well, it's not on alert until Drucker finds out that a helicopter landed. And he goes, oh, it's Adam. Don't you think they would have been on alert before then? I mean, I would assume so, but they aren't. I mean, just (laughs) based on what the movie's telling us, they're not on alert until uh, Drucker finds out that uh, Adam's there. Well, all it results, I just, I have so many of these. I just, laser shootouts are dumb, because now we have another laser shootout. It's less of a laser shootout and more of, like, he's going around shooting out the cameras. Yeah, I guess. Because he doesn't shoot anybody here. He's mostly running away, yeah. trying to take out cameras so that the real Adam can sneak through and do his yeah, job. but it's, I don't know, it just, again, it just seem, looks dumb. No, it feels like a, like a Battlestar Galactica scene or whatever, yep. fighting through, like, these industrial areas. And I mean, the 80s Battlestar Galactica, not even the new one. Correct. I don't even think that one had lasers. But, yeah, I don't know. He gets caught, which is, I guess, kind of his plan carve a path through the cameras so that Amron can get to to his family? I think so. Can I ask you this? How does Drucker know for 100%? (laughs) Yes, I know. Then he's talking to the clone. So you're the clone. Yeah, he has no idea which of the atoms is here. Is this the one that had the bomber jacket? Or uh, no, because he's changed at this point. Yeah, he's changed clothes. So well, like how he changed clothes to a, a like a fleece jacket that has the double X logo on it. Right. It's like a real incognito, buddy. <laughs> and this is before when he came in with the the cooler. Yeah. It's not obviously now. Who cares? He's bu- he's shooting his way in. But earlier, he came in with a double X. It's a, his co- own company that he owns. I They'll never that. know. Yes, he definitely has a logo, a double X charter logo on his shirt. He is a terrible businessman. Yeah, I mean, everything, all characters are stupid. That's the thing, is all characters are equally stupid, so it's not like acting stupid in this future is going to get you into trouble because your enemies will also be stupid and you'll be fine. Uh, all right, so this is where the, Trucker tries to basically turn at him and get him to work for him, Yeah, basically. the least surprising revelation in the history of film. Yeah. Yeah, whatever, like... I wish he was a little more tempted than he is. He never really seems tempted. You'd think he'd be like, oh, I'm the clone. I will dive. I would at least like a moment of just like, he's right. Maybe I should. You, you, Yeah, you get that. And then they get a little bit of here about Adam debating, you know, it, you get a little bit of God versus science because you get a God reference. But there's not much. The movie doesn't do much with it at all. So you then do get an f bomb being dropped in this as well, which I was surprised. Yeah, the the movie's one the PG-13 you get one. Yeah. Although I, my understanding is it can't be in reference to a sexual act, but this seems pretty clearly in reference to. Well, you you get <laughs> I didn't mean for you to They I like how that you're right for getting the one that they have to change it. I'm like, "Well, Adam, that's not actually what you said." <laughs> oh, I know that yeah, later is like, "I didn't mean it literally." Mm. First of all, <laughs> yes you did. Yeah, I think, <laughs> And also, let's what he said because they can't say it again. Right, to keep the it's, it. it's a PG-13 movie. Yeah. Can I just play you very quickly? I'll play you the, the scene this is, when he's giving his speech. Watch the editing in the scene. I just want to play it for you because I was just so astounded, and I have to get it out of my system. I don't think science is inherently evil, but I think you. Are. Let's count the number of cuts in. If you believe that God created shot. One. man in His own image, then you also believe Two. that God gave man the power Three. to understand evolution, four to explore <laughs> science. Six is all one sentence. Seven. To do exactly Eight. what I'm doing. Nine. Ten. I'm just taking over where God left. Wow. Ten cuts in one sentence. And you do get everybody that's sitting in the room. Did, does it really matter? Yeah, they're just looking. What is even happening? Like the editing was just so it's such a barrage. You're right. Anyway, it's a 133, like oh six, if you if you have the movie and want to find it. I'm just so astounded by the editing and stuff. I, spe- I, mean, I can understand maybe the back and forth between Drucker and Adam, but there's no reason the show Rooker and Vampire and Wiley. There's no reason. I wonder if the director just didn't like his acting and was <laughs> trying to cut away from it. I don't know. I don't know Could what be. the deal is. Oh, this is where Talia goes, how many times have you been killed? I've lost count. She picks up her eyelid. Four. You lost count at four? Are it should be like 40 or 400. Yeah, I was expecting to be like rows, like some, something that like denotes 10, you know? Like some kind of like an X under her eyelid it or something. It can't be dots anymore, right? It has to be like a line or something yeah. once you get to 10. Four? You would think you would remember each time you died. Especially if you actually remember physically dying. Yeah, especially the fact that they don't seem to ever erase you dying. That they let you yeah. remember you getting run over by cars. So I think I remember dying. It's not that memorable an event. <laughs> Crazy. Anyway, yeah, Adam saves his family, and well, ultimately, what it comes. So, oh, by the way, is that line the f bomb pun? I don't. I think the second one is I, the don't. I didn't say to screw yourself. yourself. He's I mean they're laying on top of one another I think it is. That one's a pun? Okay. I I was counting this the first one but whatever. Okay, let's put it this way. One of the two of them are. All right, we'll count the second one then it's 3. So yeah, you're right. T- Terry Cruz is no match for regular Adam. Regular Adam just guns him right down. He runs in, guns him down. Poor Terry Cruz does not get much of a death scene. Like he, I could barely tell it was him. He doesn't get much of a close up or anything. And then Adam. But he does get a close up in Terminator Salvation. That's true. You don't even see him alive in Terminator Salvation. He's just dead on the ground. He shoots Terry Crews, pulls his daughter's blindfold off right next to Terry Crews' smoking corpse, and then later says, I don't want her to see violence. You just shot this man and then deliberately caused her to witness this body. But it's <laughs> off screen, so it doesn't count. In the movie, you don't see him. You're right. Anyway. Clone Adam, they bring into the facility again, and they're gonna like read his thoughts to figure out what his plan is, etc. Yeah, it's like, like a crazy piece of music. Remember that part? I so I have that. I have some weird music that feels very nineties, and then just fades out. He gets punched. And then just they read his <laughs> mind, and it's done. Yeah, the reading of the mind happens. Before <laughs> Actually, we just turn this into like me singing podcast. <laughs> I like how much you, you. I'm doing it more and more because every time it gets a reaction out of you. So this all this stuff does happen be, before Adam save the regular Adam saves his family because they get the information and then this is where Drucker is a smart villain because he figures it out pretty quickly that they've been duped. Right. It winds up being too late, but he still figures it out pretty quickly. Yeah, because stupid Michael Rooker was gonna. He's going, oh, he was at the airport. We'll be right there. Twenty minutes ago, he could be anywhere now with the, the evidence. <laughs> I was just there. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's a good thing that uh, the bad guy figures it out. Yeah. It saves him a trip. Uh, so Cruz gets mowed down and in that in the when yeah, he's twelve. When Clone Adam escapes is where Drucker gets shot by Wiley. As you said, <laughs> Wiley shoots way too many people uh, of his own. He, yeah, Drucker is so justified, he's like, Don't bring bring him back this time. He executes him, don't bring him back. It's like you should have done this a year ago. Many one point two million dollar yeah. investments ago. Absolutely. So Drucker Wily's uh, Wiley's thirteen uh/4 if you want. You know, I know you did point out about the um, you know, the violence thing. I I don't know why those security guards the way the guy deli- delivers the line. Have a nice flight, little girl. I <laughs> yeah. really enjoyed it. No, that's funny. It, it it's thought, so it, incongruous from the previous scene, but no, yeah. I think it's a funny moment cuz I think it was delivered well too, by you know, whoever that small-time actor was. That's that, actually right. good editing cuz he goes, here's what you're going to say. Cut right to them saying it. <laughs> Have a nice flight, <laughs> little girl. That's good comedy. Yeah, yes. that, that works. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, George Clooney jo- dives into the uh, the pool of liquid or whatever. What is that liquid? Yeah, and I was I wondered the same thing. Why are the blanks then in bags? And how do those blanks all of a sudden come a- awake? Oh, I don't. Them? Yeah, they should not be alive in any way. They have no. They shouldn't have any brain activity. They're just what? like the vessels, corpses essentially. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if that's supposed to be like amniotic fluid in there or something. Like it's it's probably a pretty gross whatever it is. Yeah, and that he's in it just. Waiting in there, waiting. And he just grabs a random hose and starts breathing. You don't know what that is. <laughs> anything in there. Yeah, be, was... Do you know about radon? No. <laughs> <laughs> For all he knows, it could be radon. It could be anything. He has no idea what he's breathing. The idea that those blanks, I guess, breathe oxygen and don't just like you think they have an umbilical cord or something. None of it makes sense. No, I mean it's it's just a dumb. What what did you? What do you call? I call eighty four percent Drucker. I know we're trying to wrap this up, but what what do you call A jelly monster? Yeah, a jelly monster. Yeah, it's such a stupid. They're just trying to like physicalize like he's a monster, so now he's literally going to become a monster. Like it was lame. You know, get it. It's a metaphor. It's stupid. Why is he, why do they even do this? There's no purpose to it. I was expecting him to get chopped up by the helicopter blades and have it be like a, a RoboCop situation. Then he would really be the jelly monster, but so, no, he jumps out of the way. <laughs> he just falls. Can I, can I ask you this? And even when he hits the ground, he doesn't explode in jelly. It's one of the worst like dummy shots in the history of film. At least have him explode in guts when he hits the ground. I didn't think about that, but no, I want to ask a question about 84% first. Okay. Yeah, because uh, Drucker's dying, he clones himself, and it uh, doesn't finish because something breaks, or, you know, Adam does something. Uh, the clone does something. It's not that Adam does something, it's that the amniotic fluid is draining Oh, everywhere. right, Talia shoots a, the window, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Uh, she winds up strangling, uh, being strangled, by the way. Does she? Yeah, I think she's dead. The movie does not make it clear. The way she's, like, struggling and, and Adam is just hanging on her, even though it makes no sense because he's still flopping around in the liquid when he's hanging on her, but I thought all the liquid got shot out, but I just gave up at this it, point. The movie, like, forgets about that because he's hanging from her, yeah, and she's hanging by her neck, but we never see a shot that indicates that she's dead, and then cut away to Drucker doing stuff, and then cut back, and he's just wandering around, Adam is, or the clone is. right. So what happened to her? I guess she died, but I didn't count it because we didn't see it. Oh. But if, you th- if you're if you sure... well, uh, Actually, I did count it because in the explosion, that entire room blows up. Yeah. So either way, it's going to even out. Yeah. But right. uh, I thought... I didn't see her die. Right. I took it as that she... She strang- got strangled to death. And the movie does a terrible job. The movie just forgets about it. We never... It never resolves the situation where he's fighting with her no, and she's hanging. And, well, it's even worse because I, I thought all the fluid got drained out and he, you can see it clearly in the scene. He's... Adam is still kicking water around, or whatever it is, when he's holding onto her legs. Is it still, is it going down, or is it just like a standing pool of water? It was a huge rush that it just wiped out Rooker. It should all be gone. That's a lot of liquid, though. It'll probably take a little while to drain out. No, you, oh, you, no, I'm not buying that. I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, (laughs) I'm not doing it just to be contrary to you. I just don't remember. Just explain this to me. If he's only 84% cooked, how do all of his organs, how does everything work? Well, I assume it works from the inside out. Oh, come the on. inside organs cook first. Are you serious? It's his skin that didn't finish. No, it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. That, I'm just trying to Je- annoy you. I mean, honestly, think no. About he should not be living. No, he, he should be a horrible. He should be like the <sighs> end of the fly. He you're, he should be a jelly monster, is really what he should be. <laughs> right. Like a Kira or something. Yeah, he's, just, he's an inhuman, like. Protoplasm blob. It really infuriated me because I really think about it, as a human being, could I really function if only 84% of me was working? <laughs> you're, you're, you're absolutely right. I didn't think about it. But when you consider that like the difference between a human DNA and like a chimpanzee is like 0.5%, 14% of his DNA is missing. 16, but whatever. No, 16, you're right. Isn't finished. But he's just walking around. The 2% of my brain that can do math is missing. And you, do you think that maybe the reason why? He thought getting dressed and changing was his primary objective, is because sixteen percent was missing. Well, he doesn't know that he's a monster until he until Adam points it out. I guess. Which I think is I, I think that's funny. He's like, I'll just take this. She's like, like, I'm not dead yet. You got blood on this. <laughs> yeah. I, I I totally enjoyed that as a villain move he's just so dismissive of his own clone. It's him. as his own person. Eh, you're, you're, you're yesterday's news. I need these clothes. But he's not completely dead yet, the last version of Drucker, because he gets Arnold for the shoulder injury, which there was no payoff. I so badly wanted some sort of fight where he's, you know, we, we've said how Arnold always has where it needs to be a fair fight, and there's yeah. no payoff there. It's just more laser show. No, he, he doesn't physically fight anybody nope. in this movie. And he gets an, a leg injury later. And he's yes. perfectly fine climbing up the helicopter. Like he's, he, yeah, these injuries do not slow him down one bit. Not at all. He's a clone. Maybe he's like superhuman. It's just they did never mention that. So this thing on the roof, it, it's all dumb. It is just, it, you're, it's Pink Floyd. <laughs> before, it is just one giant laser show. Before we get to the roof, I need to touch on Drucker's the moment where he sees himself in the mirror because he's just like, "Join me. I w- you can be perfect like me." And he's like, "Oh yeah, does this looks like perfect." And he sees himself like as I'm like a melting candle, basically, <laughs> and. The idea of just like, oh no, like his reaction basically says to me, oh no, immortality is nothing next to my own physical beauty. Like, you know, the idea, he's immortal. What does he care? He'll get another body. It's like, he's so upset that I, I, I can't disagree with you. (laughs) His reaction is so overblown. Anyway, it's the only thing that I didn't know. And again, I don't know how this cloning technology works. But do you think that they could only base it off of the last version, and then so if he's this horrible jelly monster, that that's what he'd be in future versions? Oh no, I'm sure they have backups. Like like files have backups. Yeah, he can go like two or three saves back, and you think okay, you know, it's like a video game. It's like, well, this this save didn't go well for me, but I've got a save from like an hour earlier. It probably and makes sense. It. I just want to at least ask it. I don't see why it would save the 84 percent version. All right, <laughs> that seems like a bad idea. So before and before you get to the roof, instead of shooting Drucker, he just puts on another laser are showing, burns up a bunch of the... What is it? Sim... Simcords? sim Simcording. Yeah, with close-ups of certain names to show like, oh, their memories are being destroyed. And the names well, I have somewhere, it's Drucker gets a close-up, which makes sense. Yeah. Gibson's name makes sense. And Wiley... Why a, Wiley gets close up? Oh no, Wiley's brain is getting destroyed. He wasn't even going to get Brock back anyway. Why is the movie making a point to show us that? Like that? If anybody's brain getting destroyed is a positive for humanity, <laughs> right? Wiley, it's just it's just a blank file. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing there. But those are the only three nothing names on the inside. <laughs> those are the only three names the movie shows us. Uh, it's just so weird that Wiley is one of them. And there were a lot of names on that board. Did you did you see that? Oh yeah, but like. They're not people you know, but that, yeah. th- this giant conspiracy of trying to keep... Can you imagine trying to keep all those recordings secret? Well, presumably, because like, they record the memories of everyone who comes in contact so with them. Who doesn't him, get cloned, necessarily. Regardless if they die or not, right. Yeah, so right. it's just like a whole right. right. warehouse right. full of people. Anyway, yeah, the fight in the roof, yeah, he, he kills a guy who it comes out of the door. stupid. It's boring. I, I hate this. Yeah, it's a really dull fight. There's not not much happens. He kills a guy coming out of the door, and he runs up to the helipad. And, and then it's... I mean, that's what it is. Like, this... Two and a half minutes of that. It's corny. Like, it, the, the laser beams really. It, it turns what probably could have been a pretty standard, boring, but not dumb. Yeah, it, it turns it dumb. Yeah. It's it's like it would be fine, but unremarkable without the lasers. But with the lasers, yeah, it's just like it's just cornball nonsense. Yeah, and you then he kill, kills two guys, and then and then you're right. It is. It's not satisfying that glass is what does Drucker in. And what I said is he should have stopped spending 1.2 million on each of these henchmen cloning them, and yeah. spent more on the building, because that's what does not matter. <laughs> that's end. true, shoddy workmanship on that skylight. Yeah, and can, can I talk about this too? I know I had it in there because we were running along. It, wouldn't it have been cheaper if he literally were was recloning these four nincompoops all these times? Think about that, a million dollars each time. How many just regular henchmen could he go have hired <laughs> for what he kept using for these four? Yeah, I mean, maybe he just knows that he can trust them with the secrets, I guess. But if they wind up just getting killed. You just, I guess. I mean, he has leverage over them because they're clones and he can use that because they have, they have terminal illnesses, presumably. And so this. Anyway. I know you you didn't notice it, but I'm telling you, this helicopter flies by itself for a while. I don't doubt it. I mean, I just, I, I didn't notice the thing getting destroyed. I think that's really what it comes out. Because all they trade jobs where it's like, your shooting sucks. Let me try, try it. Can you fly this better than you can? <laughs> all right, because your shooting sucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> that stuff is kind of dumb. It's dumb. It's like, why are you trading jobs? Aren't you exactly the same person? This idea of, like, I can shoot better you. I can, can this better than you. But here's the thing is that I do think regular Adam is the better killer because he does shoot and waste the guy immediately, and he was really happy to run over Wiley. So I think he's the better killer. No, the clone ran, ran oh, over Oh, you're Wiley. right, ran over. You're right, you're no, right. No, I, I will say the real Adam is perfectly happy to just shoot these. He's, up until that recital, he was just living a normal life, Jesus. totally not realizing that anything was up. And it's just like, now I'm just going to be a murderer. So it's not it's not a clone thing. It's just Adam. Both versions of Adam are, no totally, conscience. Yeah, are totally fine just killing people. But anyway, yeah, there's like the explosion after Basically, dies. Basically, yeah, cleans up and wipes out the ambiguity of Rooker and Vampira. Yeah, because Rooker's knocked out down there, but the explosion presumably kills him. Yeah. The villain dies. Worst dummy since uh, Escape from the Planet of the Apes, I wrote down. That that movie's got a bad dummy. I've not seen that. So uh, okay, so explosion killing anyone on the roof? I don't have anyone on the roof. I couldn't tell.
1: Not there that were, it matters. There that were much. a lot
0: of guys on the roof, but I didn't. I didn't have anybody. It seemed pretty localized up there, like away from. I didn't. Right. Count, okay, I didn't count anybody. So yeah. Rooker and Talia is twenty. Uh, yeah, and then there's a scene with the helicopter, where, like they're hanging off of it, oh, like the it, Goonies, and it's bad. It's bad because it's a helicopter. It's it's the cliched scene of just like we've got to pull up the plane in time. Are we going to crash into the thing? A helicopter can hover. Just but, stop your forward Momentum. You don't have to pull up. Just stop. But hover. That, but that's not what it does. It pulls up, and then the other Adam has to get his legs just over the building. It's so dumb. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. He's got to tuck his legs it's up. It's so dumb. <laughs> yeah, and the effect is bad. So it does not look like he's in the same space as that building at all. No. Yeah, it's, it's a dumb scene. And it doesn't turn into the jet. I was waiting for this. Again, this end sequence is like, here comes the jet. <laughs> nope. Never comes up. Yeah, it's stupid. This this end sequence is just there's nothing interesting about it or exciting. Nope. And then I, they're they're sending him apparently down to Argentina, the the clone. I, yeah, because he's gonna get destroyed still by the U S. How would it, I mean? No, how would anybody know? Yeah, I, I don't know. You'd think they'd take advantage of it. Like now we can. It's like multiplicity. Now I, can, I You can go to work and I'll go golfing. You know. <laughs> they'd, they'd be you like, gets, you could take the family on vacation. I'm gonna stay and smoke my cigars, <laughs> right? My stogies, right. which are also illegal. Apparently, the movie says. Yeah, we, we totally skipped over. We the skipped over Natal- subplot. Yeah, because Natalie thought that the reason she had been kidnapped is because right. of the cigars. So, no, it's no, was stogies. actually kind of funny. Yeah, and Michael Report he smoked your stogies. There's a whole subplot about these stogies. We totally glossed over it because it's so dumb. <laughs> There's a lot of dumbness in this. Um, yeah, and this is we already kind of talked about their their non-philosophical. He says, like, one line, maybe I don't have a soul. Oh, well, you know. And can I just comment on something? This coming uh, in 2000, I hated the very last sequence where they show the entire movie. I'm like, do they think because Fight Club did it that they were so genius and clever? Did Fight Club do that? So Fight Club had it where it's doing something, you know, to the audience of showing. Oh, I see what that, you're saying. That Tyler's up, you it's like know. this meta thing. Yeah. As if someone is manipulating the actual film of yes, the movie. Yes, I was. It was so dumb. So dumb. I just don't understand it. The idea is that we're being syncorded. Yes, we, we, yes, and we're having this, like, put into us. Or something. It was so but dumb. But why does it rewind the movie? I don't know. We should see our own memories. Like, the movie can't do that, but it's like, if I'm being syncorded, I should see things from my own life. What the movie is implying is that we, the audience, our lives are so hollow that the only important <laughs> things in our lives is this movie. Because <laughs> that's what we're seeing when our own memories are being being syncorded. It, it infuriated me. No, it just rewinds the movie. I didn't even really understand until the thing at the end that shows that the little eye yeah. things. It rewinds the movie. It's it, dumb. We, I um, didn't put together that, it, that it's like supposed to be like the movie doing it to us. Oh, that's what I thought it was. But e- either way, we ran <laughs> long, and unfortunately in another movie, I don't have the time. I'm just going to say this about the year 2000 in film. It was... Terrible. Yeah. I mean, terrible when I looked and because I, you know, I didn't know how long if I thought this might actually be short. <laughs> there changed. was, there was a lot of, a lot of garbage. And Mission Impossible 2, by the way, was the number one movie at the box office that year. I believe that. That was a big, giant hit. Uh, is could have been called Kicks Impossible because that was the one where there was a <laughs> oh, bunch yeah. of kicks. I've talked about this. Was before. that from the MTV Movie Awards yes, sketch? I remember that. With Tom Cruise. I He's, think it was Kicking Impossible. You should call it Kicking Impossible. <laughs> There's just a lot of kicks in this movie. Right. And actually, it, it's, you know, tongue-in-cheek, but it's true. There's a lot of kicks in that movie. That was from the brief period when the MTV Movie Awards actually had funny sketches. Yeah. I remember the Matrix one from around then, too, was which was really well. funny. Uh, Will Farrell as the architect. <laughs> but, uh, no, 2000, uh, there were a few, like, good movies that I remember that I really like American Psycho. But, I mean, there is just trash magnolia 2000 or is that 1999 uh it's 99 but you've got stuff like gone in 60 seconds that i (laughs) some people we know enjoy some people but i don't um I, i there was just a lot of garbage and i i I'm not surprised that this was kind of this was. They said DiCaprio has followed with the beach. Do you remember? Oh that? yes, I never saw it, but I remember it is not good. Um, I remember how much everyone hated it. It was like this red hot intensity. Everyone hated the beach. Well, I mean, I think it was mainly just because of it being, you know just after him being like the biggest movie star in the world. Right. That was at a time when everyone hated Leonardo DiCaprio just cuz he was young and good looking and everyone yeah. was jealous of him basically. <laughs> but I can understand why and the funny thing is even though he's now older, he's still good looking and basically has the world <laughs> yeah, in Yeah, but his. he's got artistic merit underneath his belt now. He's proven that, you know, he does movies like like The Revenant to prove what an artist he is, etc. so. It's true. And I mean I, I guess now, looking back, I understand why Gladiator won Best Picture that year, because it is a bad year for movies. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Gladiator, so... I, I know. I know you're not. I I mean, there's things... It's like Shaft came out that year. I never saw Shaft. Oh. and I've seen the original Shaft. I've never seen the remake oh, dear, I'm just scrolling through a movie that I just hate. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what it could be. I, the Patriot. <laughs> I hate... I, I've never seen it, but it looks pretty bad. Oh, I hate The Patriot with a... Passion. wow i don't know if this is coming through I on mean, the audio you your, have no idea your, your teeth are clenching there are like people all the patriots i mean they were telling me how great it was really was, it's so bad and i mean it's one of those like this that it has stuff that's so over the top it literally has the villain being impaled with the american flag <laughs> i need to see that now it's that sounds it's entertainingly so bad, bad. It's called the Patriot. What do you expect in the movie called the Patriot? Yeah. <laughs> it's Where's like people I would talk to. I'm like, no, that was awesome. I'm like, do you have any idea how absurd that is? Oh, you know that there are people who would find that awesome. Doesn't matter what the context. I, I understand I anyone being impaled by the American flag. <laughs> there's a population, a percentage of the American population, that's going to find that awesome no matter what. All right, I, I, I'm sure there are people with like people driving trucks with that on their bumper in some way. I guarantee there's something like that. Anyway. That's the movie, I guess. That is the I, show. I, I totally believe that year two thousand is bad because I can't think of a single movie from that year. That, oh no, it's, it's garbage. That I mean, I like it is absolute garbage. Other than, as I said, American Psycho is one of my favorite movies from the two thousand. I'm just trying to figure out where I was. Like I was in college, but I'm trying to think of what I would have seen in theaters. Was there a Bond movie that year? Uh, no. no, there wasn't. There there was, it was in between. It was in between. I mean, I meet the parent. I mean, it's stuff that has just has not held up well at all either. I mean, yeah, like meet the parents. Everyone thought the world was going to end, so they didn't bother making movies. <laughs> you know? They thought it was going to be the end of days. <laughs> they did. Anyway, so. So, what's their next pick? Well, body count first, so body oh, count yes. of 20. Pun count of three, we had, right? Yes. We kind of, yeah, because we were at two with the thumb, and then we added one. Yeah, no Sven, unfortunately. So, okay, the next movie. We only have three left. Yep, so you're going to be locking me into my next yeah, pick Yeah, uh, this is the last pick, because the next two are going to get locked in. So what do we have left? We've got uh, uh, we've got Terminator Salvation, obviously, at the end. We've got Pumping Iron. Not Salvation, but or, Genesis. Uh, Genesis. Pumping and, Iron and Junior. And Junior. So in the interest of having the last two be one of his first movies and one of his last movies, I, I feel like that's the, the way that the it makes sense to do it. Yeah. But unfortunately, that means I have to pick Junior as our next movie. This is going to be so bad. <laughs> I, I was thinking of asking you permission to just get totally drunk while we record the episode because that's the only way I think I'm going to be able to get through it. You, you have the permission. I am a non-drinker, so I will still do it sober. But I don't think I'd be good for the podcast. I've had a hard enough time enunciating already, just me being drunk. It is such a bad movie. I've already watched it, and I, I don't know how I'm going to. I'll tell you this. I'll probably be getting drunk watching it a second time and doing notes. <laughs> so if I come in and be like, my notes don't make sense, then you'll know why. <laughs> Fair. Not that it matters. Fair enough. We should talk. just talk about all the stuff that we haven't been able to get to. The Your 2000 movies, your 1994 Four movies. movies. That's my plan. Let's just do it all up front. Like, anything you've never been able to get to and then be like, well, we ran out of time to talk about Junior. <laughs> Funny how that Here's works. Here's the thing. It's a bad comedy, the end. I, so when's the last time you've watched it? long like, time ago. Yeah, I like seen. around the time it came out. I never watched it again. I can't believe how bad it is. <laughs> It's going to be a real neck-and-neck t- neck race for the worst movie. More the than the villain? Wow. This and the villain, it's real close. I'm, right. I'm weighing my final list, and it, it's up in the air as of wow. now. All right. It's bad. So. Look forward to that, everyone. <laughs> Let's get excited about Junior. Well, this uh, one was a lot of fun. So It was fun to talk about, surprisingly. Yeah. I like it more than you, even though it's obviously bad. Yeah. It does not hold up to any scrutiny at all, clearly, based on our <laughs> endless conversation about this. Yeah. Uh, but it's a show. So, yeah, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at bad Puns Podcast. I have no YouTube updates. <laughs> <laughs> and please write us a favorable review or comment on our YouTube uh, channel. Uh, and I have a last order of business, which is the rule in a crisis situation. This one was pretty easy for me, and it's uh, in a movie about cloning that you can only count in your, on yourself. <laughs> that's a good one. Absolutely. Yourself in, in all sorts of ways. Yes. Uh, that would have been funny if he couldn't count on himself. <laughs> like, the could have held. You slept with my wife. You know, whatever. <laughs> You're a <double> shot. <laughs> yeah, that's the show. We'll be back with uh, Junior. Isn't it strange? Like. I-